Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Sure. There's yeah. no words there. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. In five, four, three. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 2 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're live on Monday, July 2nd, 2018. Happy July 4th on Wednesday, everyone. This is Franchise Episode number 135 all-time. My name is Kurt Price. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Kurt Price. Uh, Bill Day is with us. His Twitter handle is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff Ponder, uh, his Twitter handle is at jponder94. If you want to send the show a tweet, send it to at LGB Radio, and we will read it live on the air. Uh, and uh, if you uh, want to go ahead and stop by the Let's Go Blues dot uh, com shop and uh, check out a uh, shirt, mug, or sticker from the uh, from the shop, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Jeff Ponder is also doing the summer interview series, and uh, where'd he go? He just left all of a sudden. Uh, Ponder is doing the summer interview series uh, every uh, week or so. He's releasing a new interview, so. Uh, we have the Zipper Zipper interview coming up uh, later on, probably next week. So the uh, we also have a guest uh, this evening with us, giving us the Buffalo perspective uh, out of Buffalo, New York. Chad, and I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, so I'm going to call him The Chad. <laughs> I'll let Jeff do that. He's he, And Jeff says he lost internet the minute we started. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, he'll be with us in a second. So, uh, Bill. The, uh, Good evening. Yes, the official. Uh, how are you, Bill? I, uh, uh, I am. I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome. You know I care about you. The uh, official beers of episode number 135. What do you <clears> have? Uh, I am going with another Surly product, um, the Surly 60 Below Rye IPA. Um, you know, it's a summer beer. Been buying a lot of cans for the uh, the coldness factor, given how just goddamn hot it is. And yeah, so, so yeah, going with a lot of uh, surly cans so far this summer and uh, enjoying them. Uh, mine this evening is the one I've had on the show a couple times last year, um, and I had a few cans left, so I'm going to try and maybe drink it tonight. We'll see if I can get through them all. It is the uh, chocolate peanut butter porter from the uh, Horny Goat Brewery. Was a Horny Goat? Uh, what's a Horny Goat? What was it? Just Horny Goat? Yeah. And so. You've had that on a few times. I have last year. This is the first uh, first appearance this year, and it's uh, I I just I just like this, and I haven't found it in the stores since last year, so I'm kind of concerned to tell you the truth. Jeff found the interwebs. And Jeff did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> literally, the minute you hit start. I lost my internet connection. I hit the wrong button. It was the dump Jeff button. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Well, that's Sorry. probably better for the show. Sorry, my fault. Uh, did you go out California way to get the internet? I did. I did. Uh, California way. And uh, I would tell you where I got it, but you don't have internet. 
South Park joke, right? Is right. that what you're going exact. with? Exactly. Yes, yes, you're you're very correct. Uh, so we're on. Uh, actually, we've we've done beers the episode, and we finished up with Chad, and now we're uh, talking about the uh, Peron signing. Oh, great! Okay, <laughs> I, I I know you're ready for my take on that. <laughs> no, no, no. What's your what's your what's your beer of the episode? Jeff. My beer is uh, at something you cannot get in St. Louis or in Missouri. Uh, Yingling traditional lager. Got this when I was down in uh, Gulf Shores, and I uh, was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna buy these up because you can't get them here. Can you get them in Illinois? No, no. Indiana is the closest you can get them. Oh, that's so far. Yeah. <laughs> and who wants to go to Indiana? No one. In the grand scheme of the universe, it is not that far. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the universe. I'm talking about my immediate universe, which is basically from Kirkwood to where you live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, where we live is the outer limits. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I you know, I I um, a number of my friends like Yingling and I just I'm not I'm not a big Yingling fan. I've had it a number of times. It's just I know it's the Budweiser of the East. No, and it's just, it's not it's not my favorite either. It's just uh, I know it's something that I'm not going to be able to get until I go right. to Indiana, which will be never. So it tastes right. better because you can't have it. <laughs> right. I still have uh, like uh, probably five or six of a 24 pack I bought when I went to Nashville two years ago, thinking the same thing. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's it's uh, one of those things you know. St. Louis people do it all the time. Go somewhere south or east, bring it back. Yep. Yeah, I. Uh, you always want what you can't have, John Tavares. <laughs> uh, so it's your John Tavares tribute this, this, beer. This is the tribute to John Tavares joining the Maple Leafs instead of the Blues. Yeah, well, he, mm. well, jerk. He, he got because what, that was gonna happen. Yeah, well, he he got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. There was that picture from of him. What, from what it sounded like, Doug Armstrong sure was trying, even after he said, no, I don't want to go to St. Louis. Doug was yeah. like that ex-girlfriend that just kept calling. <laughs> 11, it, well, it had been over, it probably would have been substantially over 11 million I, to get him to, I mean, he, that's his childhood team, right? So, I mean, yeah, you're talking like 12 and a half, maybe 13 to come here. Well, what's what's the max? The max cap, isn't it 12 or 13? Uh, yeah, off the top. I think in the 13 range. So yeah, that's probably what they would have had to offer, and even then, he might not have considered it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I don't know, we can get to that later, but I, I just I think that that's going to wind up in the long run costing them uh, Matthews or Marner, definitely Nylander. They're not going to be able to afford all of that. So uh, something big happened yesterday, fairly big, really, fairly big. Uh, what? Uh, there was uh, some news in the evening that kind of broke that, uh, and we have a, a guest on this evening to uh, to chat about said big news. Um, the uh, his name is Chad uh, D Dama 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 Dama. Not going to work here anymore. <laughs> Dido Minesis. Dido Minesis uh, out of uh, out of uh, Buffalo, New York. So he's going to give us the uh, Buffalo uh, perspective on uh, on the deal and uh, we can probably give uh, uh insight on the players that they received and he can give us some insight on uh on, on the player that the blues received so who is this guy is he just a fan what is he uh chad is a managing editor of sb nation's uh die by the blade and co-host for beyond the blade 
podcast. So ah, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll, we're gonna chat with him. How are you doing, uh, Chad? Uh, I'm good. I'm enjoying listening to you guys. I'm (laughs) trying not to laugh too hard over here. You're probably the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Some of those movie, some of those movie lines had me uh, trying to hold my breath. That was good. That's what you know. I get I get a lot of eye rolls. I'm a I I, we're a big movie quoting uh, show. Uh, I think, <laughs> and, and we. Yeah, I like it. In my personal life, I don't. I tell people I don't. I don't. I don't tell these jokes for other people. I just do it to amuse myself. So. <laughs> yeah, because and, we're really the only listeners of the show. Yeah. Well, of so course, we so. like to listen to ourselves tell these hilarious jokes. Right. I listen to my own podcast five hundred times after I post it to get the hits up. And we're actually all on different platforms. Exactly. That's exactly. the key. <laughs> and and I think we're actually the most listened to blues fan podcast. And right, Jeff. Everybody else has negative numbers. I think we're, so. we're on the positive. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. how the math and, works. And all but one of our iTunes reviews is by Jeff's mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's a great lady. She's a, she has a she lot of email. She has a lot of email accounts. <laughs> Burner accounts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Before we uh, get too much into talking about my mom, I do want to talk to Chad a little bit about this trade and amongst other things, because uh, the Sabres kind of had a, a big week as well. Uh, it seemed to me, though, and, and I think um, you'll agree, Chad, that this trade was kind of in the works for a while. Uh, was this something? I mean, for me, if you would have asked me a week ago, are the Blues going to get Ryan O'Reilly? I probably would have given you about an 85% yes from what we were hearing. Did you feel as confident about that as I was? Uh, no, actually, I, I didn't. Um, I was told as early as yesterday morning, and maybe even, gosh, what day is today? Tuesday, Monday? Uh, I think it was Saturday night even, um, that it was, it was looking like nobody was going to pay the price. Uh, once that bonus came, the price was going to go up. And if nobody's paying that price, they're not paying the, the price after the bonus. So from what I was hearing is it was more likely he could have been staying. Now, the Blues were the whole time the front runner. It was the Blues in Montreal. But the Canadians died after the draft because after the picks were gone, Bow didn't have much interest. But... No, I, I was a little surprised how quick it kind of came together. I still thought it was a chance it could happen. Um, but I think maybe the Islanders kicking some tires here may have kind of got these two back together and to get a deal done at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, kind of along the same lines there, Doug Armstrong, uh, Blues GM, said in a phone conference yesterday afternoon that he wasn't going to give up a top, top prospect for Ryan O'Reilly, so the deal's basically dead. Um, was that something you think? Do you think it might have been a – a kind of a play for Jason Botterell to say, okay, not going to get a top prospect from them. He's coming out with it. I need to change my mind. Or do you think uh, they just kind of kept talking and, and a deal was struck? Yeah, I don't know. Cause then, you know, I mean, they signed Bozak earlier in the day too. And once I saw that, I'm like, okay, St. Louis is out. So O'Reilly's probably definitely not going anywhere. Uh, and then, yeah, once the deal came through, you know, when Pierre Lebrun tweeted about it, I, the first initial thing I even tweeted is, okay, who caved? Did the Sabres cave in or did the Blues cave in? And kind of when this deal came out, it, it was kind of hard to tell who caved because we don't really know the discussions. Um, I, I really think part of it was getting Bozak. They got him at a decent deal. And, you know, the Sabres, at the end of the day, kind of I feel like maybe ran this thing to the very end, 11th hour. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm paying that bonus because uh, it appears that they really didn't want to, although their owner is – one of the richest in the NHL appears that they didn't want to pay that bonus. So they kind of ran it to the 11th hour and paying that bonus. And I don't want to say took the best deal they could get, but best deal they could get at the time and 
kind of wanted to change up their core. So you think that was something that, that Botterill was kind of really, well, I guess more ownership, uh, the Pagulas. Uh, was that something you think that they were like, we just don't want to pay this because we know we're going <laughs> to trade him? Or was it something more on the Blues side that said, you know, hey, we're willing to pay this? Uh, basically, the Blues paying the bonus, who do you think uh, was the one that was like, okay, let's let's make this happen from your standpoint? I, I think it was the Blues paying the bonus. You know, if the Sabres were going to take Berglund and Sabotka in this deal, uh, the cap dumps, um, you know, then Bottle, and rightfully so, was like, okay, you're paying the bonus then. Um, it didn't make a lot of sense financially, no matter how big the pockets of the Bugulas are, um, to take on that salary and pay the bonus and then hand them over to St. Louis. I, I feel like if the Sabres are taking on salary and they're paying that bonus, then we're talking about a different prospect that's not Tage Thompson. Uh, if a deal would have even got done in the first place, uh, I feel like it would have cost the Blues more. Maybe it's two first-round picks and not one and a two, or there's a higher prospect involved in this and not Tage Thompson. So what were your initial reactions to the trade? You know, it, it, I personally, I wasn't expecting Thompson to really think about it. Uh, we heard Robert Thomas, you know, we could go, uh, and that was kind of quickly shut down. I am a huge fan of Thomas. So that would have been great, but, you know, that's not likely. Uh, we heard Pareko a little bit, but, again, I never thought that was likely. Uh, the guy that I thought was likely that I've always followed, even dating back to the deadline, um, was Jordan Cairo. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I kind of he kind of caught my attention. The real juniors that were in Buffalo when I saw him play, um, I was maybe more expecting him or possibly Costin. But uh, you know, Thompson went in there, and you know, I told you guys for the podcast started. I saw Thompson. I had to Google who Thompson was because it didn't click in my head until I saw the name that it was Tage Thompson. But uh, yeah, I mean, looking at it now. It, uh, I, I don't have a lot of problems with it. It's weird. You know, I'm actually writing about it now. I have an article up tomorrow, and it. it's – I've never seen a trade like this that had such varying opinions. There's people who love it, and there's people who hate it, and there's very few in the middle. And it, it, it's, I haven't seen a trade like that in a long time where people are on one end and on the complete opposite end. There's really nobody in the middle. Uh, so I, I don't mind it. You know, they get a couple players that – actually, all three players will probably be in the NHL next year, Thompson, Berglund and Saboka and you know it Berglund Saboka vastly improved the bottom six which was an absolute nightmare last season that gave almost no production and that was part of the scoring woes and then you know Thompson is going to probably get a top six opportunity with either Casey Middlestead or Jack Eichel uh, which you know is from what you guys have told me it's a lot more than what he got last year to play with in the center so and then you throw in that first-round pick. I mean, that gives the Sabres three first-round picks with their own San Jose from the Evander Kane trade now, and then this Blues one. So now they have three first-round picks as ammo um, if they want to go chase another top six winger either this summer or next summer. So, so do, you, do you think they'll end up trading uh, one or two of those picks? Do you think that they're wanting to kind of draft more uh, in next year's draft? I don't know. It's hard to read Batterl. Uh, it, it, it's tough to say at this point. He's only been here a little, uh, just over a year now. Um, I would think he moves at least one of those because they this lineup needs a top six winger, specifically a left winger, badly. Uh, they traded for Connor Sherry. Um, he's going to play with Eichel on that top line, probably with Sam Reinhart. And then Thompson fills in on that second line slash maybe third line, depending how that goes, um, with middle step. But they don't really have a left winger there right now. Uh, and 
I, I, just, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to try to have one of those prospects maybe grab that role or they're going to maybe move up a guy like Evan Rodriguez into that spot. But it, it's a hole in the roster right now. Uh, so personally, I think they'll move it. I wouldn't shock me if Bottle just makes the picks. He loves to pick his European players, especially <laughs> Swedes. If you look at the Sabres roster, they're starting to just generate Team Sweden over here. Or Team Sweden and Boston University. Those are the only two players that have on their team now, I think. That probably um, explains your name on Twitter, the, uh, the Die by the Blade name, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> University of Boston at Sweden. Yes, that is exactly why it's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know, maybe maybe Kurt and Bill would disagree with me, but I feel like uh, uh, Berglund and Saboka really are two great uh, uh, bottom six players for you. I just think they were overpaid and misused in St. Louis, but I think on a, in a bottom six role for you and – Berglund possibly third, fourth line, Saboka the same. They're going to do great for you. But at the same time, Ryan O'Reilly was kind of functioning as your second line center. Do you think that's going to be something that the club's going to miss? Or do you think that um, they've got enough young depth to, to fill his role? I think the start, it's going to be hard. I mean, Middlestat's only, doesn't turn 20 years old in November. You know, he's going into his first full NHL season. Uh, the kid's got loads of talent. I mean, he's, he's fun to watch. So I think he's going to be a really good player. Uh, I, I think getting Berglund is kind of important in this deal because it allows the Sabres to shelter Middlestad a little bit. Um, maybe to start, Berglund gets more minutes, and he probably should. Um, probably more than Middlestad kind of maybe as he gets going here. Um, but eventually, kind of when Middlestad kind of gets going, gets the full flow of an Angel season, maybe a month or two in, I, I kind of think he'll take over that second-line role. Uh, Berglund will kind of fall into the third-line center. Uh, maybe even fourth line, because the Sabres do have a couple of kids, you know, Rasmus Asplund and Sean Malone, um, prospects who are going to be nipping at that fourth line, third line role. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty good prospects. So maybe Berglund even dropped under a fourth line role, which isn't a problem with that, you know. And he brings that leadership side too, which, you know, maybe we'll get to with O'Reilly here in a little bit, because that's, that's kind of one of the big deals on why this trade actually did happen, right? O'Reilly is out of Buffalo now. Uh, so... I mean, what are your impressions of Ryan Riley? What can what can Blues fans expect from from him in the locker room and on the ice? Uh, I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to give you the good things first. I'm going to give you the bad things second. Um, the good things are he's a really good hockey player. Uh, you can take it to the bank every single season, um, at least for the next few years, that he's going to give you between 20 to 25 goals in a good year and 55 to 60 points. Uh, does he have a potential to get over that? Sure. Uh, is it likely? Probably not. But again, you're, that, that's the production you're going to get. Um, you know, he, he's an excellent face-off guy. That's one of the things I think he took the most face-offs like in NHL history last season or won the most, something like that. Won the most, uh, yep. Yeah, that's what it was. So he, uh, he's an excellent face-off guy, so that, that'll be good. Um, he's, he's good in his own end. But um, you know, the, the things that are going to bother Blues fans a little bit uh, he has a tendency to disappear for a couple of weeks. He, you're, you're, he, he's a very streaky scorer. You know, he'll, he'll have a really good 15 game stretch where he's going to get 17, 18, 15 points in 15 games. And then he's going to go 10 to 12 games where he has two. And that's just kind of the way he is. Um, the other thing that I'll forewarn you was kind of funny. Get used to it now. Uh, after bad nights, it is always going to be Ryan O'Reilly's fault. Uh, he will always tell you that he needs to be better, and he will tell you all the time. So please get used to it. 
Um, when you first hear it, you're going to be like, man, this guy really cares. That's good to hear. And then when you hear it the 10th, the 15th, the 20th time, you're, it just becomes eye roll. Like, okay, dude, like, I got it. it it's, <laughs> I mean, it, this is the way it is. It's just, it, it, it's good. He takes accountability. He understands he has to be better. But at one point, you just want to scream at the TV or me who kind of stands in front of him, like, okay, why aren't you just, but then just play better? Why aren't you playing better? And, um, so there's that. And then the other part of it is, um, well, two more things. You know, his, he's not the best skater. A lot of people make a big deal. Like, in Buffalo, speed is a huge thing in Buffalo right now. Uh, they're one of the slowest teams in the league. O'Reilly's not the most fleet of foot guy. He's average. He's fine. He plays the game fast, which I think is more important than being a quick skater personally. He's being able to play the game quickly. Um, but he's not the greatest with his foot speed, but that's not the huge deal. Um, and the locker room thing, though, is he has that reputation of being a good locker room leader guy when he came from Colorado, that he'd be a potential captain one day. That never happened. He left Colorado with rumors of stuff wasn't going well, not meshing with Matt Duchesne, was something happened, some things. Came to Buffalo an opportunity, and he's leaving now where maybe there's, there was talk he didn't mesh that great with Jack Eichel. There were some things in the room that reports of rumors that just there were some issues there in the room in general. Uh, maybe not all of it fell to feet of Ryan O'Reilly, but this is the second team he's departing now where we're hearing about some sort of locker room issue. Um, you know, I, I'm in the room for game nights. I'm not in the room um, between, you know, practices and when just the players are in there. So I don't really know what happens in the room. But this being the second time now, I, I kind of think there might be some smoke to that fire here. So that's one thing I'd, I'd warn fans. I would not expect him to come in there and be that big leader guy. But, I mean, you don't need that. You know, you guys, you have guys like Petrangelo there and Steen. Um, you know, that kind of run that room. So you don't really need that, but I, I wouldn't be looking for that necessarily out of O'Reilly. I wouldn't be expecting that at least. Uh, so another big uh, thing for the Sabres yesterday was that they signed Carter Hutton, uh, former Blues backup. Uh, some would argue the starter last year. Um, what are your impressions of him and, and what are you expecting from him in a starting role? Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, you know, he comes over with a great reputation uh, with, you know, in the room. It's just kind of what the Sabres need, you know, going from, I guess he's the polar opposite of Robin Leonard, who was here. He kind of was more of a standoffish guy. Um, I mean, he was a great interview, I'll tell you that, but uh, more of a standoffish guy. But, um, you know, he's coming here with the understanding that he's, at the very least, going to split time uh, with Linus Allmark, who right now is the future of, the Sabres going forward. He's 24 years old. He's in the last two years in the American League. Was a two-time All-Star. Uh, he got a couple games last year. So, and he even said in his, you know, his media availability that he understands that he knows what his role is. Uh, he's going to come in here. He's going to play. Probably, probably going to split. But he understands his role is to help mentor Allmark because he is the future in the net, um, at least until uh, UPL Uka Pekalukinen, uh, one of the best goaltending names in the entire league, <laughs> arrives from Finland. Um, in the next few years, but yeah, it, it's moving forward. I need all marks in that. I bet they'll split this year, um, and then he might fall into that role depending on Allmark does. Um, I don't want to say backup, but Allmark could play the majority of the games after this season. But again, he understands that role, so you know that that's good to hear coming in. I wanted to say, uh, let me jump in real quick. Uh, that we got a tweet from Mr. Blues Hat. <laughs> I was gonna read that. You see that? Okay, <laughs> uh, said that. Uh, and uh, you have to uh, 
take his uh, his jabs with a grain of salt. Says, if Buffalo Boy thinks Ryan is slow, wait until he sees Berglund. <laughs> oh, I know, I know Berglund. Um, <laughs> I, I I watch a lot of hockey. I I know Berglund is not at all a fast quick skater. That's I'm not expecting that by any means. So uh, they've kind of addressed that in other areas. You know, Darlene, Sheary, Eichel is very quick. Um, middle stats quick. So they have some kids coming up for a faster two. Uh, they have Brendan Gooley, who's a quick skater. So I'm not at all expecting uh, Patrick Berglund to come out there and skate up and on the ice fast he can. So you know, you I know, appreciate his concern, but yeah. I, knew that was, I knew that was coming. You know, <laughs> my, my thing with, with Berglund was always that he, did, he didn't seem to have a lot of uh, vision in the offensive zone. So his, his typical thing was to put his head down on the boards, uh, kind of curl back and skate towards the corner, and then curl again and throw it back to the point. That was his play. Um, he really yep. didn't uh, didn't funnel the puck towards the net as much as he probably should have. Didn't shoot as much as he should have, and uh, had his head down a lot. And uh, basically, is like, oh, okay, if I got a pass to the corner, I'll take it. Oh, nope, that's cut off. I'm going back to the point. That's really what uh, he did uh, time and time again. So I don't know. Keep a, keep a lookout for that. Uh, yeah. That little. Well, as thing long as he's is... putting the puck on rest with Darlene stick at the point, I, I'm not gonna be too upset about well, it. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. If you got a guy like Darlene back there. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like it's almost like in in uh, Pee Wee hockey or something. It's like you know, the kid that's uh, you know, the kid that's not very good. Like, okay, you you if you get the puck, pass it to him. Pass it to exactly. the other guy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, I'll say too that uh, again, I think defensively you're going to like what you're getting from Berglund and Saboka, but uh, don't expect too much of an offensive outburst. Except for Berglund, if you look up his March numbers, they're impressive. March he usually yeah. ends the season really well. So if you're in a playoff hunt. You want that guy on the rink, is what it seems. Huh. Here's the, here's the deal with what wasn't it tweeted out that uh, uh, who tweeted that out that uh, Berglund had last year had one was it one primary assist on a goal one or two one yeah. or two primary assists on a goal all season which was kind of disturbing. But yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, we're giving, just, we're giving just, him some great stuff just here. Throwing out some weird <laughs> stats that you might not have uh, heard of otherwise. So he only passes the defense. He's slow and doesn't get primary assists. Got it. <laughs> but he plays well in his own zone. So you know. Well, they do need that. They do need that. So I'll, if fine, if he's good defensively, I'll take it. Be my defensive specialist. He's he's pretty good defensively. I mean, he's 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 not going to make a ton of mistakes in his own zone out there. So well, they need that. So that that'll be helpful. So uh, getting back into goaltending, um, Chad Johnson has spent two different stints now, I believe, with uh, Buffalo. Um, Blues signed him yesterday. What can Blues fans expect from Chad Johnson in goal? Oh, Chad Johnson. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not not to scare you guys by any means. Uh, Don't look up his save percentage last year, FYI. Too late, too late, Um, too late. Some of that was due to the Sabres defense, but I assure you not all of it was. Uh, he started off last year pretty rough, as to put it nicely. Um, again, the, the defense in front of him was not the greatest, uh, but there was way too many leaky goals. Goals that just shots from the wall, shots from the point with nobody in front of you that just squeezed through them. Um, you know, Chad, Chad's a good guy in the uh, – you know, I kind of felt bad for him this year. He even said after the season that if he knew it was going to be this way in Buffalo, he wouldn't have come back here. Um, and, and I can understand that. You know, I mean, it, it looked like the event's going to be better. It wasn't. Um, and that didn't help. When he played, there was a lot of backdoor tap-ins and two-on-ones and odd-man rushes, and that didn't help. Um, 
but again, that's not all of it. You know, he he there's he'll have stretches where he plays well, and he's going to have stretches where he's not playing that well. I mean, and again, that's kind of your typical backup goaltender. Uh, the only thing that would concern me with St. Louis is, I don't know, we're going on what two years now of Jake Allen not being able to firmly hold on to the starting goaltending role. Well, you you noticed so, that too. What was that? You, you noticed that too. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you're going to have that same issue, I mean. I don't know how comfortable I feel about Chad Johnson trying to get in there for 20 to 25 games. I'm mean, maybe not that long of a stretch, but even 10 games kind of man the nets for you. I don't think that's going to great be a great idea. So <laughs> I would be hoping that Allen can kind of take the role this year and doesn't need that guy back there to kind of, I don't want to say bail him out, but bail him out. Uh, Cause that's not going to go well with Johnson over a long stretch. So he'll give you a few nights, but you're going to start – the longer he's in there, the more leaky goals you're going to see going. You know, uh, right. Mr. And Blueshead should really be our uh, our stats – our, our uh, intern because he – Yeah, stats intern. There you go. He tweeted to us that uh, uh, the – as far as back to Berglund goes, uh, one primary assist to a forward last season. He had a few more to a D, so – Okay. Well, again, pass Rasmus Dahlin and we'll be fine. There you yeah. go, right? And, there you and go. Which, which, which lends to the whole comment of him passing back to the point, where he got a few points yep, that right. way. So, Bill, you were saying? I was just going to say on Chad Johnson, I think the probably the best 10-game stretch of his career was uh, when Brian Elliott and he were tandem in uh, Calgary after the Blues traded uh, Elliott there. And uh, Johnson uh, had to come in emergency relief when Elliott forgot how to stop pucks uh, after that signing. Uh, but then after that, Calgary was just hot garbage. So hot garbage. Yeah, and then if you remember though, I mean Johnson came there for ten games. When it happened after eleven, twelve game is he started the same thing. He started yep. to go downhill too. So it's, he'll he'll give you a good stretch. You know, he can get you five to seven, but. He's not a guy you want getting close to as many games as Allen played, or you're in trouble back there. You're going to want to find another goaltender by the midpoint of the season, probably, if yeah. Allen can't control it. Well, I think a lot of us here are uh, secretly hoping that Billy Huso will come in and take over. Not that the Blues brass will ever allow that to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a we got a kid coming up, uh, Billy Huso, that's supposed to be a high. He's very highly touted, and I believe he'll be the starter here one day. And uh, rumor is he's going to be battling Johnson for the backup role this year, but we've got a head coach in St. Louis that uh, doesn't really favor the kids. So it should be interesting. That's never ideal, but yeah. 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 And when was the last time the blues made a solid goaltending decision? <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Let's, let's yeah. see. Uh, Grant Fuhrer. Grant yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, 20 years. I, I do want to ask you a, General Buffalo Sabres question. So you've got uh, Jack Eichel a couple of years ago in the draft at number two. This year you get Rasmus Dahlin at number one. Um, what's the buzz like in Buffalo? Would you say that it's more now because you've got another highly touted player, or was it kind of bigger when everybody thought Eichel was going to come in and, and blow the world apart? No, no, it's uh, it's definitely bigger now. I mean uh... – to be honest with you, Rasmus Dahlin saved that franchise a lot of money. Um, people were fed up in the last season. Season ticket holders were done. They weren't renewing. Uh, that building was the emptiest I think I've seen it since post-lockout days. And if you know Buffalo, it is a great hockey market. That building was always full. It was embarrassing at points last year how empty it was. 
Um, I don't want to pick other franchises, but it got to the point that some nights, not a lot, but some nights we got the Carolina and Florida levels in there, uh, which is 100% not Buffalo, but that's what happens when you have one of the worst teams in the league and a team who finishes in last place three out of the last five years. Um, but, yeah, that, that buzz and excitement is back with Darlene. Uh We just had you know, development camp here where he was in town, and they have a the smaller rink attached to the arena. It's called Harbor Center. It's um, but it it sits it sits about seven to ten thousand, maybe it's a little bit much, but it was full every single day. Um, and it was for both prospect classes. Uh, the buzz is around. Um, people already walk around the Dallin jerseys, and he definitely, I think, has energized and invigorated the franchise. Um, and I think he's done so with the players too. You know, it's. Eichel's not the good not to be the guy anymore. And really, when you talk to the Buffalo Sabres, I know Ryan O'Reilly was here, um, but it really was Jack Eichel and everybody else. And the offense flowed through him. The team flowed through him. If he had a rough stretch, the team didn't win a lot of games. Um, if he scored two to three goals, they had a chance of winning that night. Or at least set up two to three goals, they had a chance of winning. So I think it's huge for him. I think it takes some pressure off of Casey Middlestat. It takes pressure off of Rasmus, Rasmus Ristolainen, who doesn't have to be the number one anymore. Uh, he doesn't have to pay, play 25, 30 minutes a night. He can now go back into like a 20 to 19-minute kind of role. And, you know, it allows players to fall into position more defensively too. Uh, they have, Like I mentioned, Brendan Gooley, who um, – and I would urge you guys to watch him skate when he plays the Blues. I know it's only twice a year, but – um, he could skate like Darlene. You know, like the kid is a very impressive skater. He's six foot four two. He's got that size and skates like the wind. He's not offensively as gifted as Darlene. Not many guys are, but he brings offense. So there's a lot of good things happening. And then if you add Hutton into it and you add Allmark, uh, the goaltending should be better. The goaltending was probably the worst in the league last year, or one of the worst at least in Buffalo. So when you try to put it together, you add Connor Sheary into it. Um, you add some of the kids, you, you know, we'll see what Tage Thompson turns into. He'll be given an opportunity here. And then when you put Berglund and Saboka in that bottom six, that was an absolute mess that had Jordan Nolan playing 15 minutes at some point last year, which is by no means should ever happen on any NHL team regardless. <laughs> um, I mean, there's Johan Larson who had one goal. Zagmus Gergens is a former first round pick who had like, 12 points all year long. There was no production in the bottom six. And if Sapoka and Berglund give them anything production-wise, then it's more than Sabres got last year. So, you know, that's the kind of improvement there that they really needed. I think Berglund and Saboka on the third and fourth line would they'd be fine. I think the problem with St. Louis in St. Louis is what Berglund was probably asked to do a little too much than more than he was capable of doing. So, you know, if you restrict him to third and fourth line responsibilities, I think that might, that might play into his wheelhouse a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, there's one, no reason he should get off of that third line. I mean, it, it they're pretty stacked in the top six besides the left winger, and they're not going to shove one of those guys there. So the top six is kind of set. So that's good. They'll fall in the right spot. I think if if every now and then, if you, if you know somebody's injured, somebody's sick, you throw Bergland in your top six, it's not going to kill yeah. you. But even to mix the, things up too within a game too, yeah, too much. Right, they did it a lot. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, uh, to on the power play. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah don't. That, that happened a lot. Do whatever you tell yeah, Phil Housley and make sure that doesn't happen. 
Yeah. Okay. No, I, I find it interesting, you know, that, that you know, the Blues always top in, talk in terms of top nine, uh, whereas in Buffalo, it's a, it's a clear top six, bottom six. And I think, you know, I think that's probably healthier, uh, a, a healthier setup overall for both Berglund and Tomoka, because I think they can fit in either, you know, anywhere in that bottom six, whereas here, you know, it was like anything goes, uh, you know, Berglund, we're still high on him. He's going to slot in second line. Sabotka will, oh, we found some top line minutes for him. Shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen as part of the yeah, overall plan. He was on the yeah, top I mean, line for a while. Man. They're only going to set in that third line role probably one year even. They're probably going to be fourth line guys next year. Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned, they have Rasmus Asplund coming, who's going to be a third line center. And they have this kid out of Sweden who was a seventh round pick that actually played with Dalina Frulanda. Victor Olofsson, and I'm telling you guys right now, I'm not lying to you. I have never seen a kid shoot like, like that kid shoots it. It is wow. impressive to watch. If he can figure out how to come play in North America and he can, you know, be an average skater, um, that kid can just rip it. I mean, he, he led the Swedish Elite League last year in goals as a 24-year-old, so his shot is really impressive to watch, so... I'll, I'll let you guys know when he gets in the league because <laughs> you just got to watch the kids shoot it because it's it's pretty impressive to see. So uh, we do get a couple more tweets here, and we're going to have Chad on here for about just a couple more minutes. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of his night. It's uh, it's 11 o'clock out there right now in Buffalo. But uh, <laughs> uh, so um, uh, Mr. Blues Hat again tweets us and says, Chad's okay. Talking about Chad Johnson. Uh, Allen won't break down until January. That's true. Um, but then uh, Bob Rakowski, who is uh, one of my favorite Twitter handles, at Wowsy Wowsy, uh, he says, uh, who was Ryan O'Reilly most on a line with in Buffalo? He spent a lot of time with Kyle Oposo. Um, they kind of meshed well together. Oposo's first year here. Um, I'm giving Oposo a pass on last season with the whole concussion stuff that he didn't really have a full offseason season. So I'm hoping he kind of has a better season. That might not turn out to be the case, but that's what I'm praying for. Um, but yeah, he played a lot with Oposo. Uh, he saw some time. He saw some time with Sam Reinhardt in the second half of last year. And that's kind of when Reinhardt went on that crazy point-per-game pace. Um, and Reinhardt ended with 50 points. I think like 37 of that came from January 1st on. So that was, it was kind of crazy how hot he got. But it was primarily... Um, Oposo and Reinhardt on the right side. And then the left side, like I said, it's kind of been a mess. He saw some time with Evander Kane before he left, but not really. But that left wing has been a mess, and it's kind of been a revolving door there uh, the last few years. So, But primarily it was Oposo and Reinhardt on his right side. Mr. Blues Hat was the uh, the gentleman you had the uh, anchorman back and forth with this yes, afternoon. Yes, I, I vividly remember that. So I he, do remember that. He said he enjoyed yeah. it. He said he enjoyed the anchorman repertoire. Uh, Report. Oh, I love I love Anchorman too. So that, I'm all for that. The one yeah. thing I just thought of was talking about O'Reilly. I do want to mention you guys, um, as a as a precautionary tale, I guess is, I I think he had 24 goals last year. I want to say O'Reilly had. I should have it in front of me, but I don't. But I'm pretty sure uh, only nine of those came at even strength. Right. Um, yeah. So that's something to take note of. He primarily puts up his goals and points on the power play more than even strength. That was not a bad even strength player, but. Right. In today's NHL, that's something that I think should be worth right. a note. And that's interesting, be- that's interesting because uh, his power play goals jumped from previous seasons last year. He, like he had the most power play goals he's ever had in his career last season. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, when Shen came over, he had uh, he was touted as a guy who could score on the power play, and he had good power play numbers uh, before he came here. But then under in Yo's system, he dropped off, and the whole power play was terrible. But <laughs> so hopefully, O'Reilly will help that. He will help that. Well, hopefully, they, they I was gonna say hopefully it doesn't happen with O'Reilly. Players. Hopefully it doesn't happen with O'Reilly, where he doesn't. Uh, hopefully he uh, is above the system or whatever, and he he doesn't let the system affect <laughs> his play. Uh, so so are you guys. Is O'Reilly going to come there, and is he anticipated to be the number one center, or is that going to be Shen? He falls in, or they kind of split it? I think it'll be Shen, personally. I think you'll still have Shen and Schwartz. The, the uh, Armstrong said yesterday it's going to be Shen, Schwartz, Tarasenko, but I know I'd like to see that changed. I actually would like to see what Tarasenko can do with O'Reilly. Um, I think Shen and Schwartz play really well together, if you can get Tarasenko and O'Reilly to mesh together, then I think that um, you'd have two powerful lines, which, let's face it, that was one of the Blues' biggest problems last year. They only had one line that could score. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the only thing I would be concerned with Tarasenko is, does Tarasenko move quicker than O'Reilly does? Um, but again, that, that's on the rush. When more you set up in your offensive zone, you're fine. But yeah. on the rush, I'd be a little bit worried about O'Reilly falling behind with Tarasenko, but Again, a lot of people make out a bigger deal than it is, but I feel like I should mention that so people aren't surprised that if he struggles a little bit trying to keep up with Tarasenko, that that's why. I think Tarasenko's okay. pretty. I think Tarasenko's at average speed. He's not. He's not fast. He's not slow. Well, that's good. Yeah. Then he'll be. And that should be fine. Should be a bunch of an issue. It sounds like he's probably got about the same speed as O'Reilly, from what I can gather. Yeah, and you know. O- thing with O'Reilly is too if he's not playing a ton of minutes you know he might be fresher at the end of the games than he was this year where he was playing 25 to 27 minutes a night you know with the Sabres where I don't think he'll do that with St. Louis so that'll probably have him fresher at the end of the games and not you know kind of falling behind in rushes and stuff like that awesome uh well hey thank you very much for coming on Chad this is uh it's been a lot of fun having you on here talking about this and make sure you uh, go ahead and tell our listeners if anyone's interested in hearing your podcast or reading your work, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, right now I write for uh, Die by the Blade, uh, the managing editor there. We have a great team of writers that covers the Sabres. Uh, so we're in over SB Nation Sabre site. So at Die by the Blade and then uh, Die by the Blade.com is our website. And also Beyond the Blade is a podcast that I do with a buddy of mine, Bill. Um, you basically can find us anywhere where a podcast is, I guess, produced or put up. So iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, all those places. So um, Spreaker. So wherever your podcast is, we're pretty much there. You guys going to do a, a show post this trade? Yeah. Yeah, we are probably... No, the Fourth of July is getting in the way, so uh, probably probably Thursday or Friday. I was kind of seeing if Bottle did anything else. Um, it doesn't appear like it yet. We'll see if tomorrow he pulls something out, but um, yeah, probably Thursday or Friday. Okay, cool. Hey, Chad, we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Anytime, guys. Good luck with O'Reilly, and I hope it uh, works out for you guys. O'Reilly's a good guy, so I hope that kind of works out for you guys. Thank you, Chad. All right, see you. That was Chad. Uh, I'm not going to try and. Uh, how do you say Didaminesis. it? Dita Dita That is not what you sent me earlier phonetically. 
Dedeminus. No, that's what he sent me. And, and okay. Yeah, definitely looks a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly where I got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so that was good. That was good. Uh, that's some good info. <clears throat> it's good, honest info. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, I guess my initial take after the interview is that um, problems were traded for problems. <laughs> yeah. He definitely had a lot more negatives about O'Reilly than positives. Well, I think a lot of people, yeah. uh, you see, you saw a lot of people say that on, online, uh, especially social media about uh, uh, people saying basically the same thing we're saying about Berglund and uh, Saboka. Oh, someone took him. It's like, man, okay. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But honestly, from what it sounds like to me, and I'm not just, you know, trying to find positives here. Like, I really believe that I think the Sabres needed, like he talked about, they needed bottom six help. Their bottom six was laughably bad from what I hear. Uh, Not just from him, but other people. And the Blues needed a one or two center. So, yeah, you can talk about the problems these three guys have, but at least the problem that the Blues acquired, the positives from that problem are going to help this team more than it's going to help Buffalo and vice versa, if that makes sense. Right. From a hockey, from a, 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 a hockey lineup perspective, both teams really seem to stand to benefit from this trade. Yeah. It's just, you know, if there are, you know, if there are personality issues, you know, hopefully a change of scenery can help that in the case of O'Reilly, um, you know, uh, and we we don't know too much about uh, Saboka's personality or Berglund. Well, Berglund's you know seemed like the goofball, but <laughs> Berglund's you know. more of a uh, uh, Bergevin kind of personality. Yeah. <clears throat> Without the throwing the puck in his own net aspect of it. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. But give him time. Give him time. Give him time. <clears throat> Uh, so I guess uh, we can uh, do today in Blues history. So 20 years ago today, 1998, St. Louis Blues signed Jeff Cortnall for three years on June 2nd, 1998, with the help uh, with help from his sons, who wrote a letter to Larry Plow, which uh, if you follow the at STL Blues History Twitter account, which we get this information from, so please do follow him, at STL Blues History. Um, he's got a uh, the newspaper clipping, which he always seems to have. Um posted on and they kind of mentioned the talk about the uh, signing of uh, Jeff Cortnall and at the end it mentions that uh, Cortnall's sons Justin and Adam wrote Plo a letter recently imploring the Blues to sign their dad. Both boys play youth hockey in St. Louis and Plo said he was going to frame the letter. So that's just kind of a cool story. Was the uh, that book that they released, was it 35 years when they had that giant book that came out? Um, no, it was uh, the note by. It wasn't thirty-five, was it? It was note by note. I have it here. Uh, it, they actually have a copy. Bill's holding it up right now. Yes. There you go. It's not thirty-five. Is it thirty-five? No, it was after. Uh, it was like it 40. is uh, sixty-seven to oh two. So thirty-five. Thirty-five. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, don't doubt me, Kurt. I was um, questioning. But there's there's a uh, there's actually a, a, a still of that letter. Uh, in that book, I believe I remember reading it. So it's uh, really cool to see. I mean, you got to think as a as a GM getting that letter from a couple kids. That is actually pretty pretty cool. I have it right over there. I just it's too far for me to get. So I'm glad Bill has it. And mine's right next to my Blues cookbook. 
I've, you know, I've got that right next to this too. Really? <laughs> oh, I got mine over here. I'm looking at it right now too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did. did anybody ever try Larry Plo's wife's chili? It was delicious. <laughs> I don't think I ever actually made anything from it. I'll have to try it. I Adam Oates's was good. It was a macaroni and cheese chicken. He goes, make some craft macaroni and cheese, grill some chicken, cut up the chicken, put it together, eat it, take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a perfectly Adam Oates kind of thing to do. Yeah, and I actually love uh, macaroni and cheese chicken. It's, it's quite good. Uh, uh, 2015, July 2nd, 2015, TJ Oshie was traded to the Washington Capitals for Troy Brower by the St. Louis Blues on, <clears throat> again, July 2nd, 2015. So, and the, this is, that, that trade uh, happened the last time I went on vacation at the... Uh, at the uh, start of free agency, so. Hey, you were in uh, Alabama, were you not? Dolphin Island, yeah. I, I, I was actually at the Lake of the Ozarks for that one. Were you? Yeah. I was at the Lake of the Ozarks uh, for this one for the uh, O'Reilly signing. Which, well, let me tell you, the, the reception, the, the phone reception we get the at, at the lake house down there is is not good. And getting information is spotty. Um, we brought in like a Wi-Fi hotspot, which was like, was hey, great for a while. And then it stopped working for some reason. So it was, yeah, that was fun. I was actually around the, uh, we were uh, making s'mores around a, a fire pit. And my brother said, to, hey, look at this. And he shows me the phone and says, Blues trade for Ryan O'Reilly. I'm like, huh? are you kidding me? And so it, it just happened. And I, and he's loading to see who we traded away to get him. And it was like agonizing. I'm like, oh god, is it Preco? Is it is it Kairu? Who is it? I don't know. And then I you saw both, you. You did kind of seem like you had just learned the news. I when did. I messaged you. Well, and I guess it had been. Well, yeah. And you had messaged me. Mm, uh, how long after it happened? Oh, it wasn't long. It was maybe thirty minutes. Yeah. See, I I I was still. Yeah, I I probably found out about it maybe fifteen minutes after it happened or something, maybe twenty minutes. But uh, yeah, and then, then it came up that it was Saboka Berglund and and uh, Thompson, and I, just, I literally raised my hands in the air. I said yes. Everyone looks at me like, "What? What's going on?" We, you I'm know, like, we did this last year with Shen. We told our reactions, so I'll go ahead and tell mine real quick because it was funny. So it happened. You know, I'm finding out at the moment. Anyone who was like me, you found out from Pierre LeBron, O'Reilly's going to the Blues, but you didn't find out the return for probably. 10 minutes after and um i'm getting excuse me i'm getting texts from people oh my god the blues got o'reilly who'd they get who'd they get who'd they get people telling me to text strickland text this guy i no, i'm not going to we're <laughs> gonna find out in five minutes so uh kurt your old captain from one of the ponder tournaments dustin paul uh, yeah. calls me listener to the show by the way so dustin thanks for listening uh dustin uh calls me and he goes Oh my God, Saboka and Berglund, Saboka and Berglund. And I'm like, what? Because I hadn't seen it yet. I'm still like refreshing Twitter like crazy. And he goes, they traded Saboka Berglund in a first rounder. And I'm like, that's it? And he goes, that's it. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then, you know, we find it. And then he's like, I guess he's listening to KMOX. And he's like, oh, later. He's like, oh, they got Thompson in a second round pick too. And I go, oh, that makes a little more sense. And he goes, I just heard Sabuka and Berglund, and I just started screaming. I didn't hear anything else. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I would have been too. Someone someone described it on I forgot where I saw it on Twitter. I think uh, the the trade was basically uh, 
the trade you'd see proposed in a, 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 a blues fan forum by some stupid fan who wants to like <laughs> unload all of our junk for O'Reilly. Oh, we'll offer him Berlin, Sabotka, and wow, we'll throw in Thompson, you know, and a, a couple draft picks. <laughs> and, and people are like, yeah, yeah, no one wants our shit. <laughs> yeah, but now all those junk trade proposals have just gotten, you know, substantiated, right? So we're going to hear, you know, we, we have no hope of them going away. But, uh, but yeah, I was, so my, my initial reaction was, uh, you know, I had no idea what was going on. I completely tuned out after like the Tavares signing. Um, and I, I really, I was watching more World Cup than I was following any of the hockey news. And then after NHL Network would not shut up about the John Tavares thing because, you know, it's Toronto's the center of the hockey universe. I just kind of tuned it out. And then your guys' text came across. I'm like, I guess I should check out and see what's going on. And uh, it was very similar to the uh, Laterra thing. I was sitting in the basement on the couch uh, when I found out the news, and I immediately yell upstairs, "I love Doug Armstrong." He's <laughs> <laughs> he's two years in a row. He's uh, he's uh, made a move that we've kind of loved. So I mean, yeah, gosh, yeah. Um, you know now, you know it, the the moves, both of those moves on their own were amazing moves the problem that we have to remember or the thing that we have to remember about them and you know what what uh, you know i think a lot of us are are recognizing here on day two um we're still ecstatic about the moves but he's undoing the damage that he did i was just yes. gonna say that i was just gonna say that it's like yeah hey it's a great move he corrected a mistake he made in the first place yeah so so yeah, so uh, you know, it, like I said, ecstatic that uh, that he got the moves pulled off. But uh, you know what? We still have a problem between the pipes, and uh, we still have Jay Bowmeister. So, well, you know what? I think I think the uh, I think a lot of teams have at least one bad contract. So, yeah, I can live no, with I, one bad I, one, and and he's in his last year. So there's that. So. Right, and and I think he's what LTIR through the beginning of December at least. Oh, is that long? So okay. I I thought that. Well, I haven't heard any updates, but I thought that's what they said immediately after the season that they would they would expect him back uh, early December. So, so there's that. There's that. Uh, 2007, still on the yesterday uh, Blues history. Last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which uh, Paul Korea. The music will be fun for you. Yeah. Well, I will. I may have to phase it out before uh, the uh, July second, two thousand seven. Paul Korea signed as a free agent by the St. Louis Blues. Uh, remember, I, at the time, uh, people were ecstatic about this. I remember John Davidson being so happy, and I was happy about it. But uh, turns out that uh, you know Korea was pretty much a shell of his former self. <laughs> And uh, yeah, this, he was yeah, overpaid. This was, he was way overpaid here. Yeah, the the end of his career, yep. uh, collecting the paycheck based on his previous accomplishments. And yep. um, we paid you know, for his least, accomplishments elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least he did contribute to that. Uh, you know, because at the time, you know, Detroit was uh, the juggernaut team, and then we go over to Sweden to start that season. Yes. Oh and God. Korea was uh, pretty instrumental um, in. Uh, you know, sweeping that two game series over there. So that was a huge, I, I mean, cause I, the, the Detroit hate was, is, was still 
huge in St. Louis at that time. And that was a big deal. I mean, to me anyway, that was a huge deal beating them both uh, overseas. And that, uh, cause we watched, we were, you, uh, Bill, you and me and, uh, Gibbons went to, yeah. uh, uh, the hideout, the hideaway. Uh, yeah. The hideout. The, the hide, uh, the, was the, dug- the dugout. No, the dugout the was the dugout. Ozarks. Dugout's the Ozarks. The, the hut. The hut. The hut. The hut. Yeah, the hut. So, so this is this is the the launch of uh, was it uh, versus? Yes. And yes. Nobody had versus. We call around to find who has versus. Hooters tells us they have it, and we uh, somebody gets there and they don't have it. So we find the one place, uh, the one sports bar in uh, the Metro East that carries Dish Network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because Directv didn't have they they were they were not on Dish Network uh, just Directv because of the uh, the the, the channel ban right. the boycott. So yeah, Dish Network was the only and the only and all sports bars have Directv except for the Hut in O'Fallon was it? Yes, O'Fallon, Illinois. Yes. Yeah. yes. And yeah, so we went there, yeah. and there was nobody there. <laughs> we, watched, yeah. we had we had yeah. burger. It was a, that was a good hamburger. That I had there, mm-hmm. I remember that. It was, it was, it was, it was a very good hamburger. I, I think there were a few people that were pissed off that they were missing uh, afternoon NASCAR coverage, but <laughs> oh, you know man. that that was uh, that's a good memory for me. It was, and Paul Korea was central to it. Yes. Uh, so uh, since our last show last week, um, we uh, we we talked at length about O'Reilly, but we we the Blues also made a few other moves. Uh, they signed, uh, well, first they signed David Perron, which we can go through the timeline here. So uh, you know, basically, I'm, we're waiting for the 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 free agency to start, and the Blues uh, make the our the, their first move with by signing David Perron, and so everyone and I'm I'm not I don't want to speak for everybody, but it was like David Perron. Huh. All right. Huh. <laughs> um, third stint with the Blues, uh, four years, $16 million. Uh, slight pay bump from his previous contract, which was uh, which is now two hundred fifty k more as far as the cap hit goes. Um, he does have a no-trade clause, uh, five-team no-trade clause. So, uh, And then we signed uh, Bozak, Tyler Bozak, a forward, 32-year-old. To three years, fifteen million. So everybody's like, "Huh, Bozak? Okay, well, shit. <laughs> I guess we're out on O'Reilly because we talked about that with uh, with Chad. But uh, yeah, I, and so at this point, you guys, <laughs> after we've signed Perron and we've signed Bozak, I, I most of Blues Twitter was Twitter was kind of, uh, mm, what's the word? Annoyed. Meh. Meh, meh, so, yeah, burn, meh. Burn down the enterprise. I yeah. believe that was what some well, people were insinuating. Well, people were pissed off because because all of the talk from Armstrong about you know we're gonna go after some big names, we're gonna upgrade, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna spend some money. Okay, great, awesome, and we're gonna get better. And then it was more like lateral moves, and it just didn't really seem to make us much better. But uh, and then of course came, uh, <laughs> and then we signed Johnson, Chad Johnson, which. I know Jeff, you were you were uh, happy about this. Uh, I, you know, I know that Chad uh, that was on earlier and said that he's not a big fan of his, and and maybe I'm just recalling the the good moments that he had with Calgary that Bill mentioned. But I think as a backup goalie and a guy that 
I mean, I, I'm reminded of Brian Elliott. I mean, let's remember this. When, when Elliott first came here, it wasn't to even play in the NHL. It was to challenge Ben Bishop, make Bishop better, and Elliott was going to start in Peoria. And uh, obviously, we, we know how that turned out. It's it's not the way that the Blues were originally planning. Elliott and, became the best goaltender in Blues history. That's true, and I am with you on that. But I, And I'm not saying that's going to be Chad <laughs> Johnson, but that's what he's here to do, I think. I really believe that it's, all right, Philly, we got this guy here who's going to challenge you for the backup role. Let's see what you got. And and I like that. I like bringing in a guy who is, I mean, say what you want. I think he's a capable backup because at the end of the day, for me, I'm more concerned about what this is going to do for Billy Huso than what I'm than what it's going to do for Jake Allen. He's uh he's one year one point seven five million, so it's, he's not making very much. The problem the problem I have with this is that I, 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 I'm I I don't think uh, based on history, I don't th- this is not good for Allen. I don't. I mean, if the goal is to make Allen better, based on the past, Allen has played better when he's been pushed for a starting job. When he's a one A one B situation, we talked about this at length. And Chad Johnson's not that guy to play thirty five games a year, right? I mean. Yep. So I mean, I, yeah. I I I I'm curious to see how this is going to work. Because, I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, it's the team, it's the it's the the ownership showing showing confidence in Allen, saying, okay, last year was a bad year, we get it, but we know you can turn it around, you can you can be the guy. I respect that to a certain point, but uh, when Allen showed this had this history of needing a guy to come in and spell him for a couple of months. You know, in the middle of the season, it's like, oh my god! So I'm really, my only real concern now this season uh, is Allen, so and I think a lot of people will agree with that. That that I think offensively we're much better, we're much more solid. You know, uh, in the center position, which we haven't we haven't been this deep in the center position in a long time, and uh, so we should be we should be I mean should be on paper uh, better offensively, better on the power play. Hopefully, my God. Um, but so the, my only real concern, real concern is is uh, in between the pipes. So I, if Allen can turn it around, which I I mean based on his past numbers, I don't I don't have faith in that. But hopefully he does. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, what your thoughts on on that? I mean, as far as like Johnson not being the one B guy and how that's going to affect Allen. Yeah, I I think I think best case scenario um, is that. Uh, they don't need him and Jake finally figures it out. And maybe the, the idea behind signing him is, you know, we've tried the one, a one B and we even, you know, we, uh, we said Carter Hutton, you know, was, was more of a, a second line guy, but last year he was the one, a one B. And now you sign a guy of a, a lesser quality to send the message to Jake that you're the guy, right? <laughs> this is your chance. Get your if shit you, together. If you don't, right. If you don't get your shit together, this is it. Um, you know, and, and at the same time, you're not putting a lot of money into the backup goalie. I think, I think the, the bottom line is the blues are looking at it. that if they can't rely on Jake Allen for an entire year, they're screwed anyway. So, 
so why why put money into a backup goalie um, if they have to? You know, worst case scenario, they bring in uh, Billy Huso to play. I, um, that would that would take a lot because we know that they don't want to do that. But I think I think if Allen falters, like I, I, I think if Allen has a similar year this year, like he did last year, I think I think the I think they got to make another move. I, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, they can't say they're a playoff team and say they 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 got in the playoffs despite Allen's struggles, and say Allen's a problem. Just you know, whatever a fictitious scenario. Um, that's not really that fictitious, I guess. Um, but uh, so I I mean, do you, would you go to the playoffs with 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 you know Allen and with Johnson like maybe taking over the number one? I I, I mean, it all depends how he plays, or maybe Huso gets his shot if Johnson doesn't play very well. And then all of a sudden you're going to the playoffs with Huso. That's a really weird situation, and I don't think I don't think the team would do that. I think they'd probably make a move at some point. I know that it's a different organization. They their philosophy is different, and um, I just don't see the Blues ever doing this personally. But look at what Pittsburgh did the year they won the Cup. Yeah. Matt Murray was their starting goalie. He was a rookie going into the playoffs, and uh, he won him a cup. Yeah, and, and I, I would, I'm not saying Huso's going to do that. I'm just saying that. It has happened before, right. and it's worked. No, I, and, and Patrick Law, eighty-six. Yeah, yep. Well, I think I think those. I mean, that's not. And I agree with you. I mean, that's a possibility. It may work, but I don't think it's something that the that the team would. It's not an ideal situation to. It's a no. gamble. It's a big gamble. It'd be a big gamble, and it probably. And I mean, they're spending to the cap. So if you're spending a, about to the cap, and you've got a goaltender that a goaltending situation that's the way it is. I mean, if it's up in the air. That's kind of a problem if you're spending to the cap and you're a playoff team to me. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe, I mean, like I said, maybe, maybe Allen figures it out finally. Um, hopefully, but geez, I will see. I, I think I'm, I'm just very curious and anxious. I want the season to start tomorrow because I want to see how this works out. Curious. Well, have we had the obligatory, um, Doug Armstrong's going on vacation, no more moves week? <laughs> Uh, not as of yet, I don't believe. Okay, so that uh, a lot of this talk could still be a little too preliminary, but but you know, I guess assuming that this is the 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 goaltending setup that we're gonna roll with, um, I I think that you know the it, it's a and it's a big if. I still, you know, I I think that uh, the Blues are are going to be fighting for the playoffs. Obviously, we didn't make it last year. I think this year. You know, the goal is to get back into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, if, if they don't do it, I think the goaltending is going to be a big part of the reason why they don't. And if we're on the bubble uh, come trade deadline, nothing else happens between here and the end of summer, then you're definitely looking at bringing somebody else in. The, yeah, I, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I, I think that uh, I think that there might still be – I mean, I don't know. There might be a change here in the summer because uh, – Doug Armstrong, somebody had said to him something about, you know, when are we going to see you next? And he said, maybe training camp, maybe tomorrow, you know? So, I mean, he, he is insinuating there still might be a couple more changes this summer. So you don't know what's going to happen. He's always, he's right. always played that that way though. He's always, yeah, he's never, never tried. He never gives away anything. No, he doesn't. Right. And, and I, I appreciate that actually. I think it, right. he doesn't show his hand and it allows him to get more out of trades, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people are talking about Carlson possibly. 
I don't see the need for that unless you're completely wanting to shake up this entire roster. Wow, that would change it. Uh, this this roster has already changed dramatically from last season. Yeah, I agree. And so I don't I don't know if that's something he's going to pursue. I don't think it would, honestly. But um, in terms of goaltending, I wouldn't be surprised if there was another move made. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do, that's 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 fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Bring bring me Carey Price. Oh my god. Oh my god, yeah. the contract. Um, yeah, the contract. Too bad. Jesus, but, um, you know. I, so, so you said the Blues are spending the cap, and we currently have eight point four million. Uh, well, I projected mean, cap space. So, right, that's true. And and to to touch on that point, is that in the O'Reilly deal, we actually have more cap space than we did before the O'Reilly deal. Yeah, well, it's about eight hundred thousand. Yeah, right? which is kind of funny. Yeah. So that's that's kind of awesome. And that 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 was not discussed. That hey. We actually we that was a cap clearing move, and yeah, people and there's we upgraded a lot of the Sabres. I saw a lot of Sabres fans saying, you know, good luck with that with that O'Reilly contract, and I'm like, the Blues are saving money. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? And it's like, good, good luck with that Berglund contract. Good luck with that Zaboka contract. Yep. What does Berglund have? Four years left or something? Is it on that four contract? years? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he just Lord. signed the extension last year. Yeah, which yep. I, I, I cannot. I, I at the time I, I told my brother Greg, I was like, he showed me the, his phone and the tweet. I'm like, why would Buffalo do that? Why would yeah. they? Why would they do this? Why we plan to suck for four years? Oh my I god! Think, I think they. Yeah, I think they honestly know. We're not going to be a playoff team. We're still rebuilding. We're almost there, and we're not going to spend to the cap. So we can take these guys on and, and get some draft picks and, and a prospect out over, of it. Overpay for your third and fourth liners. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's what I think. I'm that, wrong, and but that's great. I mean, that's a, might that, as well if they can. That's They've a per- got the money. The Pagulas have told them we'll we'll spend whatever you want us to spend. So basically, what the Blues are doing is that the, the, when when the Blues sign players, and then a year or two later, when oh my gosh, we got to move these guys, we have to find a team that wants to overpay to take uh, to take on these overpaid third and fourth line players that we've signed. Uh, yeah. William Primo said, uh, "Sadly, can't blame Armstrong on the on the YouTube chat." Uh, sadly, can't blame Armstrong for players he reached out to, and got denied for. Which, uh, that's you heard a lot of that. Uh, so yeah, well, I mean, from from the beginning of the summer, I I will uh, I never believed that the Blues had a shot at Tavares. You know, they uh, you know I know the the first uh, interview that Jeff did this summer was with Andy Strickland, and you know that was one piece of information that he seemed a little too eager to share. Don't be surprised if the Blues don't make a bid for Tavares. It just seemed like uh, yeah, we're gonna make an effort, but there's there was no way. I mean, with he's he's you know at the time he came into the league, he was considered a generational talent, and he really he is one of the top five players in the league. Uh, landing him here on a free agent deal when Toronto's got the money to spend was never going to happen. Um, but you know, I guess you know, kudos for effort, and uh, maybe that that uh, takes enough attention off the Blues making these other deals that you know uh, are ex- expectations of other deals that uh, Armstrong can fly under the radar and make this kind of O'Reilly deal. The uh, William Primo also said, uh, Dangle Snipe. Sully in the house. What are the chances both Cairo and Thomas make the roster? Very little. 
Yeah, I think Thomas makes the. I think Thomas. Thomas makes, I think Thomas has already made the roster. I, do too. I mean, he's got a he's got to completely blow it in training camp to not get a spot. I agree, but I think I don't know if there's room for Kyrie right now. I think I think you might see him at some point. Yeah, but I don't think out of camp. Maybe I don't think that's going to happen. At the only yeah. way you will is if Soshkinov is hurt start the year, which is probably going to be the case. <laughs> he might. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a, yeah. And yeah. so and, and and if Soshkinov is the guy that needs to go down for Kyrie to get playing time, then he might get substantial playing time this season. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what? So what's Kyrie? Is Kyrie? Uh, is he going back to juniors if he's not here? So do we have the 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 seven game um, before he's? Uh, you know, burns a year of his eligibility or, uh, you know, uh, burns an RFA year. I, is, is he not, is he not AHL eligible now? I, I, I thought, I thought he, was. he was going to, I thought they were both going to be AHL eligible this year. Pretty sure. Could be uh, wrong on that. He was with the Sting the last two seasons, Chicago Wolves. He was with the Wolves in, oh, in the AHL, yeah. uh, uh, right. uh, 16, he, 17. He so yeah. 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 So he's AHL eligible. Yeah. So, so, so we don't have that that to worry about. I no, guess. he'll he'll yeah. be there. Um, I don't know. I just you know I I think the the Blues dedicate one spot to a rookie that that's what Tage Thompson got last year, and that's going to be Thomas's. Yeah, the only way you'll see it is if there's an injury. Um, hopefully, Fabry's good to go. They say he is, um, but that would be a, a spot. Obviously, if something does happen again, uh, you'd want to get another scorer in there, and I think that would be a good spot for Kairu. And then I think Soshkinov, if he goes down, I think I think either way, no matter who it is, I think your first call up is going to be Kairou. They know they got to start getting these kids some NHL time, as much as they don't like playing the kids. Andrew Owens uh, on the YouTube chat, on the show chat, says uh, after yesterday, do the Blues have the best center depth in the Central? Mm, no, Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, I agree. It's close. Uh, it's close. Behind them, it's close, man. I, I think it's close. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, because uh, yeah, Stadny's gone. Well, Spezza's was never anything spectacular with Dallas, but it would have been Spezza Sagan was probably number two behind them, and uh, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I mean, the case what, so Colorado's got McKinnon, Landeskog. Landeskog's not a center. It's uh, McKinnon and. Uh, I thought, yeah. Who was it? I Cog was. I think he's a left wing, isn't he? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the. I. Yeah. Nashville's Nashville center is pretty good. Forsberg, Johansson. Jost, Kamenev, Kerfoot, McKinnon, Soderberg, Colin Wilson, their centers. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah, I like the Blues centers a lot better than that. I do too. I like the Blues um, centers a lot better. This is the best center depth we've had in a long time. So then what's what's Minnesota? It's uh, uh, Koivu and... Uh, uh, Stahl. Stahl. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I don't know. I like that's our, a good question. I, I like ours, that's- though. I, I mean, it's, 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 as far as like the best we've had, it's been a long time since we've been this. I've, I've been starting the season this deep. Hmm. I, like uh, it. I, mean, co- I like it. I mean, we don't. Have, we don't. I mean, we still don't have that true number one center. It's more like we right. have two really right. good second line centers. But right, right. Um, 
right. I think the uh, a point that I had made uh, during the, you know, when, when O'Reilly was rumored to the Blues was that would be a very Blues kind of trade to bring in a guy who's paid like a number one center, but yeah. more a number two. I remember yeah. saying that, so. yeah. It is. It's a Blues thing. But, hey, you know what? It's, again, right. it's a problem I think they are willing to accept at this point. And really, at this right. point, they really, that was their best option. Yeah, right. Given given the context of the trade, it's it is a good trade. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Their their be- it was their best player that was available to get, and they got him, and they also unloaded two contracts that they didn't want anymore, which fans have been, you know, crabbing about that all season. So in the past number of years for Berglund. So I, that's, I, I, if people will say you know who won this trade, Sabers or the Blues, I mean. Right now, the blue—I think the Blues won this trade hands down. Um, now it really depends on who the first and second round picks turn out to be, and who—I mean, they—you who knows what's going to happen there. But uh, as far as like the knowns right now, I, I don't see how you say the Blues lose this trade. I think the Blues have won this trade easily, myself personally. Right. I think right now for sure. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Right now for sure. I—I I mean, unless I guess unless you say that oh, okay, well. Buffalo, their priority was to upgrade the third and fourth line. Well, they did that. So I mean, it, but I think as far as like the Blues are a better team and they made their team better. Yeah, they won this. They won this. That's. I, mean, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna look at this trade in the future. How we look at the Eric Johnson, Kevin Shattenkirk trade. Because when we first that trade first happened, I remember us doing a show and talking about how the Blues stole that trade. Everyone thought they did too. But now, looking back, it was a pretty even trade. Well, it turned you know, out to yeah. be pretty even, and you I know, think it's going to be the same case with this in about five years. I think it was pretty even because Chris Stewart. Uh, well, initially he was he was fantastic for us, mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason he stopped wanting to play hockey. Yep, <laughs> he just didn't play anymore. And Eric Johnson turned out to be, I mean, not a number one per no. se, but I mean, turned out to be a, a decent defenseman for yeah. Colorado. Yeah, right. So, um, so yeah. I want to get into a couple tweets here. I know that Bill. Sorry, did you want to say something? I was just gonna. Uh, I was just gonna say. Uh, uh, I can't remember what I was gonna say now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So it was what happened to all those assets. You know, we it, it seemed like we did win the trade, um, but at this point, we have nothing left to show for it other than uh, who uh, Curtis Sanford. Curtis or, Sanford. I'm not, not Curtis Sanford. Uh, Zach. Zach. That was uh, Oshi. Was that Oshi? Was that, that was that the Oshi. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. It's late. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, Oshi, Oshi was uh, was uh, Brower and uh, uh, Copeland. Right. Yeah. No. So it was uh, Zach Sanford was uh, in the Shattenkirk trade. He was the guy oh, that we got. Oh, you're t- okay. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. About, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Moving yeah, Shattenkirk from here. Johnson trade, I thought yeah. you meant the original. Okay. I was. Confused. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No. No, the, the Eric Johnson for Shattenkirk and Stewart trade. It felt like we won it, and we turned Chris Stewart into uh, you know some assets for a while, but oh, all we've got left is Zach Sanford. Chris Stewart. I said Curtis. I, Chris, Stewart, Chris Stewart is one of my most hated Blues players of all time. Maybe second behind Brow, uh, Brewer. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, I couldn't stand that guy. One of my claims, I remember I wrote an article on letsgoblues.com this, the, his first full year, 
And my one of my uh, claims was that he was going to be a forty goal scorer. <laughs> that didn't work <laughs> out. You, yeah. A scout is not in your future. The scout nope. position. Uh, so I want to get to a couple tweets. I know we want to open this up, and, and oh, we don't shit, want to yeah. only open it up for maybe 10 minutes. So uh, let's get to a couple tweets, and then I don't know if you guys are cool with just going ahead and letting anybody in who wants to talk with us about yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the big day yesterday. But uh, first of all, we got from Bob Rakowski. Also says, why not Biddington? I'm with you. Um for those who don't know, that is a common theme with this show. So why not Bennington? Uh, BluesRants.com asks us, uh, who is your... I think he's talking about me when I said I wanted to see O'Reilly and Tarasenko together. He says, who is your left wing Perron with O'Reilly and Senko? You know what I want to see? Um, and I think Armstrong even said this, actually. I'd love to see... Um, O'Reilly on the wing with Thomas and Tarasenko. I think that would be an interesting line. But, again, knowing what we know, the Blues aren't going to be putting Robert Thomas with their number one score. That's just not going to happen. Right, or starting him as a center in his rookie yeah. year. Yep. And then uh, Adam Gold, friend of the show uh, at Win Unlimited, says, I can dust off my Ocho Cinco jersey. So keep that in mind for Chad Johnson. And then Bob Rakowski tweets us again and says, even strength, they are definitely better. I'm still concerned about the power play. And I think we all are because at this point, they keep getting these power play players, but the strategy for the power play isn't changing. And that comes on coaching. So we'll see what happens in training camp if anything changes. Tweeting out. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, so we're we're opening it up to you now, folks. If you want to join us, go to uh, letsgoblues.com slash radio or uh, jump on Twitter. Yeah. Kurt is tweeting it out now. I tweeted out the link on the at LGB radio Twitter account, so the link is there to join us live. Uh, you can also go to uh, letsgoblues.com slash radio, and if you're already there, refresh the screen. Uh, and the uh, Well, you wouldn't be there right now, I guess, but. If you are, refresh the screen, and the the link will be there to uh, to join. So, yeah. So uh, while we're waiting for for more tweets or joiners, uh, your guys' take on the re 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 return of uh, David Perron. So, when it first happened, uh, <laughs> I, had, I had a hockey game at nine fifty in the morning yesterday, and he signs. I mean, the announcement came out pretty early in the morning. I have never seen my locker room so negative we all i mean it was like we were yes a couple of us were hungover but it was like the whole team was hungover and no everybody became a deaf mute i mean nobody wanted to talk we were all upset um it just wasn't it, it the optics of it were awful because it's just oh my god this is the big move and then when the game ended the news came out that Bozak was signed and we were like, <laughs> Oh my God, this is, this is the big summer. And it, it just, it put us all in an awful mood. And I mean, I, I know Kurt, I want to get your take too and bill you too, but um, the whole day, I mean, I haven't been this way. I don't let the blues affect my life as much as I used to. I was upset. All Sunday, was, I'm thinking, oh, my yep. God, this is it. This is what this team's going to be next year. <laughs> this, how am I going to – because, honestly, you wonder what I was thinking. How am I going to do a podcast every week 
watching this team. <laughs> and that was my biggest concern. And But then the O'Reilly trade, it changed everything for me. And even now with the Perron thing, I'm like, you know, oh. he's got a different cast of characters to play with. Maybe it's going to work out. Oh, the O'Reilly thing put everything else into perspective. It was like, yeah. okay, all right, okay. So everything shifts down a line now. Everything is, is just, it just it just made, I mean, not that, you know, signing Perron is the best thing in the world or not that, you know, Bozak is some kind of world beater, but, but it just makes everything make a little more sense than it did before because it's like, oh, this is it, like you said. So uh, Braden has joined us on the show. Braden, is Braden Shen by chance? Yes. <laughs> I freaking wish. <laughs> Thanks for joining uh, us, Braden. How y'all doing tonight? Pretty good. Hey, what are your What are your thoughts uh, this evening on the the Blues moves? Uh, well, um, for me, um, I'm still kind of taking it all in. You know, uh, very happy to see uh, Bergeron and Sabelka gone. I feel like those are two guys that we've all been kind of uh, kind of feeling for a while now that we didn't want to be there. And for me, it really opens up a new a new fresh wave. For us to get um, you know some of the new guys in and get some of those old core guys out, really. So uh, I'm just excited about that. Yeah, and, and like you said, I'm I'm not sure what I'm more excited about: the fact that we got O'Reilly and upgraded right. our centers uh, substantially, or we got rid of Saboka and Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> I just really, I mean, I'm really, ex- I'm really excited about both of those things equally. Almost, it's kind of strange. Yeah, it, it's odd because like. Um, for me, you know, I'm only 20 years old, so uh, I've been a blue fan all my life, and now I just really feel like, you know, I don't want to say it's been a big rebuild because it's not at all. It's not not, not a rebuild whatsoever, um, but it's definitely, you know, you have a fresh new team now because you got rid of Berglund and Saboka that were guys that we've had for a while now. You know, you just got Saboka back, what, two years ago? He came in at the end of the season, uh, played that one game, and then last year was his first full season back. Um but I do think they can take a, a you know a new step in the right direction now with some new faces in there and allow some of the young guns to really come in and just you know change the future of the program a little bit. Yeah, I think I think getting some new voices in the locker room is a good is something we're kind of overlooking too. I mean, not saying that Saboka and Berglund were were toxic by any means, but um, just getting some new voices, some new faces in there. I mean, Stastny had a couple lines that he said uh, when he was here that that. The, the locker room just was not a functional locker room. So getting some new voices in there, I think could, could be positive for this team in the long run. You said you were uh, 20 years old, Braden. Yes, sir. So you were born in uh 98 ish. Yes. Okay. So that's like uh, one or two years after the Eisenman double overtime goal. Oh, Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, for, for me uh, growing up, so, you know, I'm from Indiana, so uh, hockey isn't too popular here. Uh, somehow my dad, you know, got, got me into hockey and um, I've only watched replays of stuff and man, it just, it hurts. It you know hurts. What? Um, you know what? You know, no I, one... <laughs> I'm, it's a good thing you were only like, uh, you know, you were probably, you, you, well, good thing you couldn't remember that because yeah, <laughs> one of the most traumatic times. Is that a Chicago banner to your to your left? It's a shirt too. Yeah, yeah. look at uh, you. Uh, so we are a we're, we're a weird breed. We're we're Cubs fans and Blues fans. It's the weirdest thing in the world. That is but strange. That's, that's somehow it is. I don't know why. Okay, all right. How, yeah, how, I, I don't know what's going on. We're like, you know, I'm a Lakers basketball fan. I'm a Cubs baseball fan. Like the Blues for hockey. So <laughs> I don't I don't understand how it happened, but it did. 
Wow, okay. so you're uh, you're pretty stoked about the LeBron signing then, right? Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> I, I was in the gym and had to control myself from not screaming like a little girl. So, you know, <laughs> we uh, we kept it all in, though. And then so we'll see if they can make a couple more moves. But I think I think next year is when they find some guys to help LeBron out. Did did you have a reaction like uh, we like we had when the O'Reilly's uh, <laughs> trade was well, announced? Honestly, it all happened at the same time because uh, I was at the gym and um, my dad texted me and said, LeBron's a Laker now. And I was like, oh, he's, he's pulling my leg. Because <laughs> we'd been texting back, back and forth, just pissed off about the Blues moves all day. We're like, oh, they're, they're just bringing back more third line. He's like, this, we're not going to be happy with this. Another mediocre season. This is trash. And we were not, a, we were not happy. And he texted me, LeBron's a Laker. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Well, but as I get on Twitter to like see, you know, the news but lebron i see ryan o'reilly is, is a blue i'm like what wow and so i i immediately call him i'm like yo the blues got o'reilly he's like no way and I said, let me get you the details and as i'm reading them out loud like we find we find out lebron signing also and everything and like we're all reacting <laughs> at the same time and I, I'm happy no one follows my my Twitter account because they, you know, I was just blowing everything up. It was, it was a bad time for them. Man, you were you were probably uh, thinking, man, what are the Cubs going to get Machado now? No, yeah, no, I, yeah, at that point, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen with the like. I don't know. I have no idea. See, I, I thought I was in on cloud nine. I was eating s'mores, and when I heard the rally news. <laughs> But you had a LeBron signing and a yeah, rally no. too, so I, I, I was at the gym just picked up a pizza and like my life was, I mean, it was. <laughs> I think I think if you can go above cloud nine, it was above cloud nine. I think cloud ten is that. Uh, that'd yeah, be cloud, yeah, I, mean, right. I would assume so. I think it's all numbers go. I wonder Something why. Like I know why it says nine. Why? What's the why? Why is that the highest cloud nine? <laughs> That's a good question. I always kind of wondered that. <laughs> I have never wondered until now. I I, I assume I, I just took for granted Cloud Nine, of course. But Someone now, just decided one day that that's what we're going to go with. I guess. <laughs> we uh, we just got a tweet from Adam Gold again at Win Unlimited. Who is more likely to play in the NHL this season, Yager or Slava Voinov? <laughs> didn't a, ya- didn't Yager pretty much say he's done? Yeah, well, I mean, I think he does want to come back, but I don't think anyone's taking oh my God. it. So I guess the more likely response is Voinov, but, I mean, you can't – that can't happen, right? Especially with everything going on right now in the about, Me Too movement. How about Yager, Voinov, or Chelios? How about those three? Let's, <laughs> let's... <laughs> oh, man. Crazier things have happened, I yeah. guess. Uh, Braden, uh, so, okay, the uh, the other deals, like you said, okay. uh, Perron and Bozak – uh, not the you know, not. I think I tweeted out. You know these moves don't blow our skirt up. Let's do something else. Um. So initially the prawn deal. Uh. What, what's your well, what, what's your take on prawn? First off. Uh. Okay. My, my thing with prawn. Um. So what he had he had a career career year last year in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's what I thought. Yeah. Um. The, my thing with prawn is I I think he you know he he can bring some talent. I think he'll he'll put up some goals, but I don't. I don't expect him to have another career year or anything like that. Probably, you know, his average year they'll have again this year in St. Louis. Uh, the deal with, with that that four by four, I liked that. You know, I don't think you're paying too much for that, really. I don't know if you all agree with that or not, um, but I don't. Th- I don't think they're giving him too much or too little. I think that's just about where they should be paying for him. Um, with me for for Perron, though, he was always, you know, with, with me growing up he was one, one of the first players that I knew about and I've always just kind of liked him because that's just one of the, you, you know, he was from that, the, those teams, I don't really know what the years exactly, but you know, the teams that, um, 
you know, that would get knocked out first year of the playoffs, uh, first <laughs> pick, round of the playoffs every year. Pick so, a season. You know, any season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many seasons <laughs> to pick from, but I'm just thinking like, what? I mean, the, the year they got knocked out, what was it, the Kings first round, uh, you know, Hawks first round, all, all those years, um, you know, those were those were years when I, I really got into hockey finally. And so I, I was a big prawn fan around that time. Um, and then whenever they actually gave him up and, you know, allowed him to go to Vegas, I wasn't too happy with that move considering they just brought him back that year. Um, and he was always a big, you know, my dad liked him a lot also. So I don't know, the, the players that my family likes is kind of the players that I always like too. Um, so I, th- I thought that was a good signing bringing him back. Obviously, if someone's going to have what, this is his third stint in, third stint in St. Louis now? Yeah, yep. third. So, you know, if, if you're going to come back three times, obviously this is a player that wants to play for the city and wants to win for the city. So, you know, I like that move. Um, no. I think he, I think he adds some some veteran talent. Also, plus it's now someone that has. Um, I mean, how much did he play in, in the playoffs this past season? Thirteen games, fifteen games. I was fifteen games. Maybe his his, his, his playoff numbers aren't that good. Um, I'll, I'll say that. I think I saw a stat yesterday. I don't know who tweeted it out, but fifteen uh, games showed, his, showed 15. his playoff numbers aren't the greatest. But he does have someone who's, you know, been to the Stanley Cup final now, you know, been through some games, uh, which does help. He's been, you know, hopefully around the locker room, around the players that, uh, you know, have made a deep run. So I would say that probably helps adding to the depth of the team. Maybe, um, maybe he's got to figure it out. Four by four deal isn't bad. Maybe he's got to figure it out because the, the, in 16-17 with the Blues, he played in 11 playoff games, had one assist. That's awful. But yeah. last year, 15 games, nine points. So that's not bad. maybe I mean, he's got it figured out. Maybe oh, okay, this playoff thing. I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. I, I finally got it. And he did have five points in nine games of the Blues in eleven twelve. So you know, ten Terrible. penalty minutes in, in nine games. So it's not that's not very uh, good. That's you know he just Braden just touched on something that I think again I think people are kind of overlooking for a couple days there about a week. We kept saying you know oh Tavares doesn't want to come here. Panarin doesn't want to come here. And, you know, people have been talking about how Stanton didn't want to come here for the Cardinals. And uh, everybody was down saying, you know, what are we going to do? We can't get – we're starting to become the Edmonton. Nobody <laughs> wants to come here. And uh, I, I do think it is refreshing if you want to find a positive with the Perron signing, other than if you're a fan of his play on the ice. He wants to play in St. Louis. It's obvious. He likes the fans here. He likes – obviously has to like the organization – um, to keep coming back. So um, that's a positive here that you, you got a guy that wants to play in St. Louis. Yeah. No, and, and I think I've always, I, I mean, I've never, I've always liked Perron for a weird reason. I mean, he frustrates the heck out of me with his offensive zone shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he's, he's, he's a little better player than he needs to be as far as like his uh, shenanigans around the net goes. I mean, I like the instigator uh, stuff that he, he kind of pulls into the situation, but uh, in terms of draw penalties, I appreciate, but uh, yeah, I think um, a little, he takes a few too many penalties, but I, I don't, I don't know what it is about him. I kind of like him, but, but no, I, I like him. I, I just, I mean, I'm not, crazy about the guy but i, I kind of like him I, I don't i don't know why i can't i can't tell you why exactly <laughs> but i just i kind of do i don't know I, I can't put my finger on it i think i think brayden kind of hit on it too i think it's that he was one of the kids to come up from that yep I mean, for us just the the awful oh five oh six oh seven years he came up he was drafted what number 26 overall and made the team the next year 
you know, you heard the funny stories about him wearing the white skates around Andy Murray. Good for and him just, wearing the white skates. Yeah, it's just kind Andy of Murray. In, Andy Murray can take a hike. Hearing for Blues fans, and I think that that's why so many people still have a soft spot for him. I do too. I'm with you. I, the offensive zone penalties drive me absolutely bonkers. But uh-huh. there is a part of me that's like, I like David Perron. He's a good player. He seems like a good dude. Um, I think uh, he. I think he had some some issues maybe locker room issues uh, his first time here. But I think I think he's grown up a lot from what I can tell. And, and uh, that's definitely a positive for this team going forward. Right. When he first came up, you know, he was back. He had only played, you know, high levels of hockey for a couple of seasons. Like he was a very late bloomer. So he didn't have that, you know, that lifelong uh, what it takes to be a good locker room guy experience. And, you know, now what? We're, what, 11 years into his career? Is it, are we that far into it now? I mean, he's, it's, it's, we've we've watched him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've watched him grow up, you know, and and he is, he's really matured as a player. I think he still has a, a, a lot to, you know, he hasn't figured it all out. I think, you know, like you said, uh, it may he may be figuring out the playoffs thing. But remember, this Blues team, right now, their goal is to get back to the playoffs. It's not to win in the playoffs right away. I think I think we took a big, you know, a step backwards last year, and uh, having him on this team is going to help us get back there. He's hit. He's so, hit. He's hit twenty goals three times in his career. Hasn't hit twenty goals in a while. He's came close a couple times. Uh. Man, it'd be nice if he could hit that twenty mark. That'd be that'd be a nice little milestone for him to to justify, you know, the four million per year. So we uh, we got a question here, and I'll, I'll start with Braden uh, since he's our guest. Uh, Blues Blues dot com sends us a, a tweet. How does the leadership group look to you guys in 2018, 2019? So you're t- talking about you know C and then assist like or alternates? Or yeah, all all just kind of your uh, your overall impression of the uh, the veterans in the room and and who's wearing the C's and the A's, I guess. So still obviously Petrangelo with with the C. I don't I don't see them taking away that or anything. Nope. Um And then who who do we wear? Got we're in the A right now. What Steen, Tarasenko? Steen and Tarasenko. Steen and Tarasenko. Yep. Um. For me, this is this is kind of off the topic. Kind of, uh, I, I still think losing Brodziak hurts a bunch because, I mean, there were there were times last season where I was like, give Brodziak the freaking C for Christ's sake. But, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, really, he. I feel like he was a big leader uh, on the team who held a lot down, uh, knew what knew what to talk to the guys about. You know, he, I feel like he was he was huge. So losing him sucks. Um, but you know, bringing in Bozak who's a veteran, I think he's going to be a guy in the locker room that helps out a bunch. Um, and then also, I, I've been reading a lot about O'Reilly. Um, I've heard, you know, he's, you know, despite his past, um, I've heard some things about him. I was, you know, a great role model for young players. And with them probably bringing up, you know, guys like Thomas or Kairou possibly, um, I think, you know, that, that's a great thing for them to have is to have O'Reilly in the team, which is going to be a leader for him. So I don't think they change up the C's or the A's at all, but I definitely think by adding a few pieces such as Bozak and O'Reilly, it helps with a veteran group of being able to, lead the young guys yeah i don't i don't think they change the season as either i think i i don't know how you, you can't take the c away from petrangelo right now you can't uh, tarasenko and steen are gonna have the a's i, I don't think mm-hmm. you take those away either um and i from what i've heard about o'reilly i've heard mixed things with him from fans I, not that fans would even know how a player is in the locker room but uh and how good of a leader a, a player is necessarily 
Um, but uh, I've heard uh, a lot of things about him being a good leader from people in the know. So, and, and O'Reilly wants to win. And that, that's obvious by his comments uh, uh, at the end of the season when he was cleaning his locker out in Buffalo, how he said that he had lost the passion for the game uh, because the team was just bad. It was a bad team. Uh, and he is was so excited to come here and play for the Blues, a team that wants to win and is trying to better themselves and, and get back in the playoffs and challenge for a cup. So, I mean, he wants to win. Um, and I think that that hopefully is is uh, comes across in the locker room and, and as far as the leadership role goes to uh, uh, motivate those in the locker room that may need some motivation if anybody does as far as seeing a guy, a veteran guy, who wants to win and putting the work in to win. Now, I, I know we talked with Chad earlier <clears throat> about how uh, O'Reilly might disappear for a while uh, and be streaky. So, I mean, and to be honest, and we talked about, uh, oh, what's her name from Philadelphia? Jeff, I forgot her name. Uh, uh, Steph Driver. Steph Driver. Yeah, she made a comment, and I thought, you know what? That's true, completely true. She goes, we were talking about someone, people, streaky players. Oh, you know, so and so streaky, and she's like, every player is streaky. I'm like, you know what? Son of a bitch. Almost every, almost every player is streaky. <laughs> so I mean, you know, uh, we'll see how streaky O'Reilly is uh, in this system and this on this team. But I think um, based on what I've heard, I've heard enough positive things about his leadership capabilities. To uh, to make me optimistic about uh, how that's going to play out for him and on this team. So we got a uh, another tweet, which I think is uh, she just it was a response to the leadership group. Sarah says, uh, "I guess the leadership group is epic." Another reason I bring that up is uh, I looked at her profile after she responded. It says she likes long walks on Coruscant. So <laughs> Sarah, you're my you're my kind of woman if you're listening. <laughs> I like that reference. Nice. <laughs> well, guys, I appreciate y'all having me on, but my phone is about to die here. Okay. So, uh, you know, look forward to listening to the future, and I appreciate you all uh, listening to my comments. Well, thanks. Of course, man. Uh, do you uh, do you want to give out your Twitter handle or Facebook or anything? Uh, you don't have to. Twitter, you can find me at Braden Schroeder. I'm a follower of the podcast, so you can always just look me up on there somehow. Thanks for listening, okay. man. Appreciate it. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. You too. You too. Thanks. Thanks. So wait a minute, I forgot to ask him. He said he was 20, lives in Indiana. When he turns 21, he could get us Yingling and drive it down here. <laughs> yeah, he could. <laughs> he very well could. I thought they I thought they stopped at Ohio, but they go to Indiana? Yes, drive into Indiana, uh, right across the border in Terre Haute, and there are billboards everywhere. That's so weird. All available in Indiana. Okay. That's so weird how a beer works that way. I, you, if you, you, I mean, you've seen Smoking the Bandit, right? How was it Coors? It was Coors. They were they had to the the had to ship across state lines. Yep. Yeah, long time, a long way to go and a short time to get there. Yeah, so they couldn't ship. They couldn't like they didn't sell Coors in a certain state, and they had to like ship it across illegally. It's so weird. Wasn't it Georgia? Out. It might have been. Didn't they have to go to Texas to Georgia. I'm sure it was the southern states. Yes, southern states are so weird about stuff in general. Yep. Uh, anybody left in free agency that you guys are keeping your eyes on? Uh, Maroon is still out there. Is that somebody you want? Uh, I don't know. It depends on what we give up for him. I, I mean, I. Yeah. I mean, I would. What you mean? What we pay for him? Well, yeah, right, right. It depends what he signs for. I, I, um, I don't think we need him, and, and I think if we were to get him, it'd be just because he's from the area. 
I don't think that's. I don't think we need that that type it, of player. It, it fills the uh, haven't had local talent since Cam Jansen. Jeff, uh, my cousin and Bill's friend Jeff, uh, we uh, he did uh, he played hockey against uh, Maroon, and uh, said he is a big old jerk. <laughs> I, yeah. I played against him and I had no problems with him, but I also played against him when he was already in the NHL. Okay. Uh it was a summer league, so I uh I imagine he knew then he had to tame it down for publicity reasons. Yeah, so um players that are still out there and available. Uh Rick Nash. Would he is I think he gonna, he's going to cost too much money. But is he going to even want to play? Right. He's he's talking about taking the next year off uh, because he's worried about concussions. Um, the next guy on the list, uh, and this is all from Cap Friendly, uh, is a guy that the Blues uh, supposedly had conversation with, and I'm glad that's as far as it went, Kari Letnaman. Oh, oh no. When uh, I saw Armstrong tweet that. I thought, Ar- my God. Didn't who Armstrong uh, who's tweet, who tweeted that? I saw that too. Rutherford tweeted it. Yes, yeah. that's right. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. Let, letting yeah, them in? Let's... Letting them in. We don't want letting them in. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, Toby <laughs> Enstrom, you know, I, I he is, uh, we don't need him because uh, we have all the left-handed D-spots taken care of uh, for the most part, but he's serviceable. Service shifty uh, veteran defenseman undersized. Um, Brooks Orpik, who was bought out. Yeah. Get him cheap. Again, don't need him. Uh, yeah, if you're going to go Paul Martin's on this, Right. Paul Martin's on this list. I mean, there's a lot of old left-handed shooting defensemen. And we've got that in spades. Yeah, I don't think we need that. Uh, if Jason you're going to go defense, Harrison. the only one that I'm somewhat interested in is is Luke Shen, which I hate to – I know that's what all Blues fans are saying right now, but he's really the only one I would – that kind of gets me a little excited. Everyone else just, nah, I'll pass. Yeah, I mean, to fill in that, uh, that third right D spot and take it away from uh, uh, Bortuzzo. Yeah, that's and I think that should be something the Blues should look into. Right, that's so the two places I think the Blues could upgrade are goaltending in um, that last D spot, and you know, it never hurts to bring in a, a another scoring winger, but yep. there aren't too many of them out there. I'd rather give that time to a young kid. Uh, no, thank you on Pat Murray. Yeah, but unless they're going to move Allen, they're done with goaltending. Yep. I mean, they're, they're not going to – I mean, they just signed Johnson, so. Yeah. Well, on that, yep. that right hand – There's always hope. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. That last D spot, too, could be filled by um, – Matt Dumba, either, right? No. Uh, <laughs> Mitch Ranke or um, the, the kid that they signed earlier this summer, um, Mikola, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're they're excited about him. So I mean, they might be looking to fill that from within. But again, the ongoing trend with this show has been: will they play with the kids anyway? What's wrong? Right. Uh, uh, what uh, Dumb is available, isn't he? Yeah, he's still a free agent. Is he yeah. unrestricted? He's an RFA. Isn't no, he's he? Oh, RFA. he is RFA. You're right. Sorry, he is RFA. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I wouldn't sign him unless he'd switch back to 55 anyway. <laughs> well, then what's Perk going to do? I that's There's your answer. I wouldn't <laughs> sign him. <laughs> All right. Stemniak. No. <clears throat> I'll say, I, where's, I, Brad, where's Brad Winchester? Get him too. Oh man, <laughs> Stemniak had forty uh, points uh, two years ago with Hurricanes. Yeah, it's, but at this point, he's a third line player. Blues have got those in spades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Patrick Maroon's uh, like the thirtieth thirtieth uh, ranked guy. I guess this is by uh, salary that they made last year. So, um, yeah, uh, Joel Ward's 37. He's an unrestricted free agent. Seems like the kind of guy the Blues would go after. Overpriced, older, uh, third or fourth line guy. Um, please don't. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, there's, there's nothing that, nothing that's really, you know, uh, great out there uh, that's left. So we're looking at trades. If there's anything that's going to happen. Yep. Uh, I would say Joel Ward's probably the type of player, and if not the Blues, somewhere he's a PTO guy. I think my what is <laughs> somebody? <It's loose. laughs> is your dog loose again? <laughs> um, no, 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 no. It was the All right. <laughs> it, it, it was, are we just not going to address this? Yeah, no, it's, it's the elephant in the room. Literally. <laughs> Um, no, I think he's a PTO guy. I think you're going to hear um, his name thrown around a lot when training camp starts. I don't, I don't see him get a contract before then. Hey, 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 hey! Chris Stewart's available. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Antoine Vermette, free agent, pretty cheap. Hmm. Again, don't need him. Our our depth at center. Yeah. No, I'm I'm fine with them staying pat in terms of free agent uh, forwards, but except for maybe Maroon, he's the only one I would consider because it'd be nice to get a little bit more size. But um, I'm not – if they don't go after him, I'm fine with it. Um, I'm fine with the, the, the way it looks. But, yeah, if there's anything available via trade to where you're not going to lose any of those three prospects, then got to at least look that direction because you could always use more scoring on this team. All right. Where are we here on the show? Uh, we are – We're still going. We're still going. <laughs> and uh yeah i think we're i mean any other tweets to look at uh you think anyone goes oh yeah we do have just some tweets don't we uh it's yeah bluesrants.com says quote it's the chair with a uh <laughs> <laughs> laughing emoji that's what i thought it was too yeah yeah <laughs> i could probably get it to yeah whatever here okay <laughs> M- mr blues had just tweeted out. Uh, what about getting rid of Steen's contract? Any interest uh, with that? So, I I think I, I mentioned on Twitter to somebody that of all the uh, quote bad contracts this team has uh, had, um, personally, I I thought Steen's was the uh, least bad. I, I mean, he makes a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but I think he 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 does bring a lot to the table that other other players didn't. But uh, as far as getting rid of his contract, man, I guess it depends on what we get. If you can, then yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But I think but, I think but, as far as I, the, the contracts we had that were bad, I think the, the two I wanted to see go the most were the two that left. 
Yeah. And then followed by Bowmeister and then Steen. No, I agree. I think uh yeah. I think Steen Steen's still a serviceable player. That's what I'm saying. He's he's still a an NHL player on 31 NHL teams. He's overpaid. It's but it's he's, just he's right. overpaid and he's he was overused a lot last year. But with the the deals made this summer and with Fabry coming back, you have to hope he's not going to be used as much. Yeah, and you know there there were rumors out there that uh, there he was offered to Winnipeg in the at the same time as Stastny and mm-hmm. turned it down. If he's not going to go to Winnipeg where he grew up when his dad played there. Uh, where's where's he gonna go? Yeah, yeah. Arizona, probably not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, he's staying put. Yeah. Uh, Bob Rikowski, uh tweeted us. You think anyone goes into arbitration for the Blues? Hope not. How do you how do you predict that? I I, I mean, well, they got uh, Edmondson. They got uh, who who's on who's our face. Well, and it's who's arbitration eligible at this that's point true. too. That's true. That's true. I, I mean, honestly, I, I, it like you said, it's hard to predict. I really don't see arbitration really doesn't happen as much as it used to. I, I don't really see anybody going in arbitration. I mean, honestly. It, you always hear about it almost going, and they always yeah. they always settle up uh, right before if it if it gets close. Um, Mr. Blue's had followed up. What he said is, but as far as wiping the slate clean on the old quote core guys, so he's just kind of saying let's move on from the old core, which I think we can kind of agree with. And then uh, yeah. still fire Matheny, who is at Blue Note backer. Uh, he says uh, I'm interested in it. He changes his name so often. I forget, I forget who it is. Like, oh, uh, that's uh, Sean. Right. I remember Sean's last name. Right. I, I know the the Twitter at Blue Note backer, but I, he changes the uh, display name. I'm like, who is that? He's he's a Banty rooster. He's yeah. not a fan of Mike Matheny, apparently. He's been around a while. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, YouTube. Oh, that's... let's see. Uh, what about? Okay, uh, let's see. Oh, Mr. Boo's head on YouTube says Perron is effervescent. <laughs> uh, smart guy. What about Stasny? What about Stasny? Oh, about him leaving. Oh, being from St. Louis. Oh, okay. Um, what does that mean? About- I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, so talk about uh, a couple of uh, blues guys, former blues guys, getting paid in Vegas. What about Ryan Reeves? Ryan Reeves yeah, got two point seven five, right? Seven five. Yeah. For two years, five five point five million. That's a lot of money for Congrats. Reeves. Congrats, Ryan Reeves. That is a hell of a deal, buddy. I know that they have a ton of cap space, but whoa, jeez. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I was wanting him back, but not for that price. No. I mean, I, yeah. I don't want to say I wanted him back. If maybe, he would have come back, I wouldn't have been opposed to it. Right. But maybe half that, that price. Yeah, no way. Half that money. But no, good yeah. for him though. I mean, I. I in terms yeah. of guys, he's a wonderful guy and great for the community. I think he'll do well in in Vegas. I, they seem to really love him there and. Good for him getting well, that price, but I'm just glad the Blues didn't pay it. From the impression, yeah. I, the impression I got was that the 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 fans and the the ownership group or the the coaching staff didn't seem to appreciate him the way that he was here. That's the impression I got, at least uh, for a while, because he was a healthy scratch for you know. Every, I mean, he was here too every once in a while, but I, I 
I'm surprised. I'm surprised that he signed there, resigned there for that much money, based on what rumblings I heard from fans and things. But which doesn't mean a whole lot. But good for him. I wouldn't pay it. No, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mr. Blues Hat says uh, Edmondson is arbitration eligible. That one might go. I'll bet you. I'll bet you a milkshake, Mr. Blues Hat, that does not. I'll bet you a Bud Light Orange. That the uh, Edmondson does not go to arbitration, and Mr. Bluesat says, "Hell no." I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming the hell no is the blue, no- the the uh, Bud Light Orange, not the milkshake. You can tell we are uh, we are getting tired when we start playing fart sound effects. I tell you what, Mr. Bluesat, I tell you what, uh, if Edmondson goes just just for fun, uh, if Edmondson goes to arbitration, next Blues whatever event thing that we're at together. Which happens once in a blue moon. Uh, if he goes to arbitration, I'll buy you a beer. If he doesn't, you buy me one. That'll be the deal. I like it. And you can, you, and you can. It doesn't have to be a Bud Light Orange. You can have whatever you want. <laughs> or a blue moon, since you mentioned it. A blue moon, yeah, a blue moon's fine. I like uh, Bob Rakowski just tweeted us. He says Jeff Ponder is effervescent. Thank you. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Effervescent. Uh, bubbly. Yeah, bubbly. I mean, I know what it means, but is it really? You're bubbly? Okay. Vivacious. Uh, Mr. Blue's hat. Done. Okay, good. We got a beer bet. Cool. Awesome. Sounds good to me. So no arbitration for Edmondson. That's the... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the next thing to watch this summer. Yeah, that's sure right. That's happen. the most exciting thing. Ooh. Oh, man. An arbitration. Just thinking about arbitration makes me nervous. I mean, you... It's literally a guy going in and saying, this is why you need to pay me. Yep. And then the team saying, this is why we don't want to pay you. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, it's just, oh, that is a bad situation. And I, like I said, every time it's, though, I can't remember the last time it actually went. Was it Schwartz? Did Schwartz go? I don't think the he first went. Time. The first time. Close. Did they, they go twice? Go. I thought the first time they went. No? Maybe they did. I don't remember. I forgot. I, but it's been a, at any rate, it's, it doesn't happen that often. Bob Rakowski says effervescent means it's not the chair. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see. I'm a little slow. I got where he was going with that. Bubbly, like you're get yeah, like you're fizzy. Yeah. I get it. All right. Okay. Saboka. That's right. He's right. Saboka went to arbitration. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep. Okay. That's from Mr. Blue's hat. Thank you, Mr. Blue's hat. Yes. You big jerk. Real-time fact-checker. <laughs> yeah, our intern. <laughs> uh, he'll love that. Oh, someone said, uh, Mr. Blue said on uh, the YouTube chat, why is he going back and forth? Yeah, wait, what? Is he watching? What? What's assume, going on here? So he, he tweets once in a while, and he, on YouTube once in a while. He said, uh, you said Jansen was the last hometown guy. So I guess he was talking about, when he said, what about Stasny? Okay, and then he said, "You said Jansen yeah. was the last hometown guy." Last hometown yeah. guy before him was Chris Butler. <laughs> uh, who said? And, who said Stasny was the last and, hometown guy? Yeah, was that you, Jeff? I didn't say that. No, that was that was Mr. Blue Hat. No, he said, "What about Stasny?" Oh, okay. and then he said, "You said Jansen was the last hometown guy." And he said, who? "I said Jansen was." Ah, okay. And so, so he said, what about I Stasny? was sorely mistaken. Okay. And the guy who says, 
<laughs> fuck the intern shit. All right. Has has corrected us. Right, so yep. we we got that straightened out. Thank God, that was way uh, more difficult than it should have been. <laughs> don't don't forget about Jan Stastny. Oh, good points. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> yes, and Mister Boozhead says he's on both. Mm. He is multi talented, okay. multi talented, multitasking. Well, guys, it was uh, fun having you back again for two weeks, and I guess I won't talk to you until uh, spring tra- or spring training training camp. <laughs> Uh yeah, unless we trade for a goalie. So, yeah, or some other crazy shit happens. I was gonna say so. Next next time you will hear Bill and Kurt will likely be when uh, some crazy shit happens, as Bill would say. Yeah, and l- I just want to reiterate that yesterday yesterday was a roller coaster of emotions that capped off being uh, quite fun. So yes, yes, it was. <laughs> Or in um, my case, just don't pay attention and then it's all good. Right. Yeah. Right. We uh we did get one more tweet from bluesrants.com. What about Yashkin guys? Curious to hear your thoughts on this guy. Uh we we, uh, we commented on him last show about when they qualified him. And I was like why? I mean just I mean I, I get it because if somebody you a draft pick or somebody, you know, wants to put a offer sheet on him or whatever, but it's like I just assume just sever ties with Yaskin. I don't. I don't know. I don't know well, what. I think. I think he fits one role on this team, and that is to be the forward that the Blues fans love to hate. Now that Patrick Bergwin's gone, <laughs> you know what? Um, if you would have asked me about Yaskin as last show, as you said, Kurt, if you would ask me on Saturday, I would have said, "Get rid of the guy. There's no point." But now that Sabotka and Berglund are gone. He's the guy that's going to keep Thorburn as the 13th forward. So, <laughs> yes. you know what? I am okay with, with right. Dimitri Yashkin playing on the fourth line. Uh, you make a painfully good point. Yep. And le- we always like to end the show on Jeff's good point. So, we will end the show on that. Well, let's add in one more good point then. If you have been listening to the uh, summer interview series, uh, Zip Zeppa, I was going to have that interview released this week. But uh, because of the Blues' amazing day yesterday, I am pushing that back a week. So the Zip Zeppa interview will be available uh, probably next Monday if you're interested in hearing that. And uh, it's it was a lot of fun to, okay. to talk to him again. I have a question for you. Yeah. How do you say his last name? Zeppa. Isn't it Rizeppa? Yeah, the R is not silent. I've always heard the R pronounced. What? Have I been saying his name incorrectly? Pretty sure. We we are pretty sure you have been. Oh I meant to ask you about that last show when you said Zeppa. I'm like, and I and it and we got away from it. And I was I was like, how did you say his last name? Was it Zip Zip Zeppa or Zip Rizeppa? Because I've I've always now I'm not saying I'm confident in it. Maybe he just pronounces it for for TV purposes. Maybe it's actually how he says his name. But I've always heard it as Rizeppa. Oh my lord! <laughs> I interviewed a man you... and I can't even say his name right. Yeah, how many times did you say his last name during the interview? I think you have to go back and listen to it <laughs> at least see, once. See what his reaction is. You, you, I, Jeff, you might be right. I don't. I mean, it may, it may be like one of those things where the the word fort is actually pronounced. Or the word forte is actually pronounced fort, but people say it forte. <sighs> God. Now I got to record the whole intro again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, you're welcome. 
for I will actually, get to you the know bottom what? Of this. You know what? Yes, I don't don't go by me, but I'm just or like the 12 years he was on the air in St. Now Louis. that you say <laughs> it, he it what they did say here's Zip 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 Rizepa with sports. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong. Okay. I gotta stay away from the meth. Uh, well, you're in Missouri, so you kind of you kind of just like breathe it in. Okay. I am dangerously close to Jeffco. I'm about 20 minutes, 20 minutes from Jeffco. Yeah, that's that's far enough away. <laughs> just a day or two in rehab should do you good. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll check that out tomorrow. All right. Anything else? Are we All good? Right. We're done. That's I think it. We're good. All right. Uh, thanks again for Chad. Uh, what's his last name? D. Dominicus. D. Dominicus. D. Dominicus. Chad D. Dominicus for coming on the show uh, out of Buffalo to talk about uh, O'Reilly uh, and the, the O'Reilly trade. That was good stuff. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, all the Twitter uh, interactions tonight. Good stuff as well. Oh, wait, one more. I wouldn't have even tendered him a qualifying offer if you want my last opinion. And that's Anth- coming from Anthony Mack. About who is that? That's about, about Yaskin. 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 Yeah, yeah. And that's what I said. But yep. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. But probably you know not wanting to give up uh, an asset for nothing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that'll yep. do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. So for Jeff Ponder, uh, Bill Day, and myself, that will do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone. Let's go blues. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.